What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Knockdown Podcast. This is your host, Usika. What's good, everybody? This is Beast. We here in the man cave in the middle of summer yeah. with all these fucking wildfires. And all this fucking heat. And all this heat. It's amazing. It's a great time to be alive, no? Yeah. Don't you think so? Absolutely. Hell yeah. No, fuck that. <laughs> this is the worst time to be alive. Is it? It is. Have you seen that video of that fucking car driving by the fucking... Uh, like that yeah. forest shit, yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. No, is on know, fire. Man. It's crazy to think that, like, that's what we're known for, like California and the fires and yeah. stuff. Like, it's just a common thing here. I know it kind of sucks. It does. It, it really does. I'm kind of so. ready to leave. I wonder what we do to prep for that. Yo, no, we I'm, don't do I'm shit. with you on that, dog. Yeah, 100 percent with you on that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Well, get the fuck out of here, dog. Fucking bolt. Let's go. Let's hit Texas. Bro. Not but Texas. Look, I, I heard, work. bro. I heard that like a lot of people are like they're over this stuff. They over yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole LA gentrification, no fucking traffic. Joe Rogan's bouncing. We yeah, gotta just gone. follow him. He's gone. We gotta go with him. He's taking Jamie. Is he? Yeah. I, I think so. He has to, bro. Jamie would be an idiot to not go. He has to. We, he has to move to oh, Texas. Bro, let's go, bro. For real? Yeah. Let's move the next the fuck out of here. Texas. Go to Who Texas. Who are we gonna have on though? Bro, we'll network out there. Hey, I see you. Y'all, well, y'all know people, right? Everybody here? Everybody in shoot, here. Shoot those shoot those names out to us. <laughs> See if we go uh, set up a headquarter in Texas. Damn. No, nah, that's too expensive. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. We'll nah. look into it. Yeah. We'll ask Joe Rogan. It. Yeah. Joe Rogan, hit us up. We'll call him. We'll, we'll call him. We'll give him a call. Yeah. Anyway, so we have two special guests. Again. Today. today. Again. Da, 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 da. Again. Yep. Yes. Yeah. One of them. Yo, is this going to become a thing? Like It might be. Two people now? Eh, nah. At the same time? No. Oh, no. Oh. If someone doesn't have Not plans. Not at the same time? Maybe. I. We stack them on top of each other. Oh. I, I, Remember yeah. when people were planking on top of each other? Were they? Yeah, people were doing that shit. They were I planking. Yo, it was the, a shit, thing. the shit that we do, like, as humans, that goes viral. The planking shit. That's a trip. You're putting your face on the floor, dog. And, and then you're putting there. your face on the back of somebody else's face. Is, were they really stacked yeah. on top of each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. It's crazy. <laughs> Humanity, bro. Humanity yeah. at its best. All right, but, but anyway. One of these guests... You guys know, super famous already. Uh, his his LOD podcast is fucking killing the game. So y'all already know who this is. The one, the only, Mr. I am Larry Alexander. That's <laughs> <laughs> jokes. For those of you who, who have listened to us before, this is a callback to a previous episode where this is like the, that's the first time like he introduced I got it right, you, right? Though, right? No. Still? You're not I am Larry Alexander? <laughs> oh my God. What's your shit called? I mean, that's my Instagram <laughs> name. That's why. But that's not his actual name. Oh, my bad, it's my bad, my bad. Okay, hey, hey, rewind, rewind. Introduce <laughs> this we got, we, the, a famous person that we've had before. Alex. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah, that's, that's hating I love you, bro. I love Yo, you, dog. Hey, can I be in control this, of that shit? You want to? Maybe. This you got to be quick with it, though. This is why you got me on? Yeah. You gotta be quick with the soundboard, though. No, no, no. But we got we got Larry Alexander, guys. Y'all already know who this is, bro. And then we got what another. And then first, we got a first time guest. First time guest. Long time listener. Podcast. Long time listener. Launch long. Long time friend. Oh, hey, launch long. Maybe we'll confirm today. <laughs> <laughs> Pull those pants off. Maybe you, maybe because yeah. he was hella impressed today by you, dog. <laughs> oh, he was. That came in. You've been working out. Damn. Oh, y'all terrible. He was hey, <laughs> on the introduction. No, 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 no. Nah, he, nah. no hold on. <laughs> I'm about to get into and it. And then he was like, "Well, Sicko, you look in shape," and he did a little hourglass thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, my man's. Why did you pull up today? Was it for the podcast? <laughs> yeah. for something yeah. else? Let's let's get get he said, "You looking like a snack." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's get this man on the uh, on the Yo. podcast so he could defend himself here. We got the one and only, a great friend to all of us, Mr. Joe Neftali. Hey, hey. what's good, what's Joe? Up? What's up? What's good? How you doing, dog? You holding up all right over there? Good, good. I'm trying to defend my name here. Oh. <laughs> he said I'm trying to defend my name. Yeah. Yo, dog, so. Usika, you are looking like an hour. Oh, you're looking like an hourglass. I'm trying yeah, to look like that. Is he bottle. looking like a Coke bottle? You look like a Coke bottle. The glass, the glass, one? The glass one? Have you, went you guys? You went from Powerade to Coca-Cola bottle. <laughs> 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 you went from the big ass Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> the 32 ounce one. The big ass to that nice Coke bottle. Yeah, Yo, have you guys? Dope. Have you guys noticed that the the Coke bottles? They always taste fucking a million times better than the regular Coke. Oh hell yeah, yeah. bro! Yeah, because of like they add Talking more about sugar. The glass, the glass. Yeah, the glass, yeah, sorry, the glass. The glass yeah, no, it's because they actually make those with uh, cane sugar. Yeah. The, mm, the glass yeah. Coke ones are with cane sugar. The other plastic shit is fucking American, fucking American trash ass sugar and shit. Damn. Yeah, but I'm I'm one to talk because I stay drinking aspartame and shit, so it's the same. It's probably worse. It might be. It might. I've heard that it is. But anyway, it probably is. That's beside the point. Joel. Mr. Joel Neftali, how you feel, bro? How um, you doing, dog? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pleasure to be here. For um, real? Hell yeah. It feels good. Um, <laughs> hold on. Oh, um, we got to get yo, him situated. Help this man out right here, yeah, dog. Yeah, help, some, help your boy out, dog. I need some Come tech on support. Got to call uh, 1-800. What's that shit called? There's like a line. Is there? I think so. Yo, Joel. So uh, <clears throat> we're glad to have you, bro. You're one of the, the first to uh, feel like hop on and, and, and listen to the podcast. Yo, you good over there, dog? <laughs> you guys didn't tighten up the mic. I think he... I, oh, no, I did it. Oh, oh we did it? Is. There you go. There it is. I, I threw got it. it. Yeah, speak into that, bitch. I got it. Hey, you got it? Damn. <laughs> all, right. Right. all right, shut up. Nice. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. No, no, nah, nah, it's been good. I, I love the podcast. I yeah. think. Um, congrats to both of you guys thank you. for thank even you. having this dream and going far with it. Thank um, you, thank you. Hey, it's what I've always you, wanted to do with my life. Of course. That's why I talked out of college. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Yo, and some of our listeners may know you. Yeah, some yeah. of some of them, like three out of the four hundred million <laughs> damn streams that you guys get. Hey, stop gassing me up, bro. Yeah, bro. Gassing <laughs> me up right now, dog. Uh, but I, nah, but congrats on what you guys are doing. Um, it is motivating a lot of the yeah. the speeches. I mean, I even told Brian this. Um, yeah. there's times where I listen to it in the car. I've been enjoying it myself in the car, talking to myself hey. as I listen to it. But it's good. You guys are motivating. So. Thank you, sir. We're making to be. a difference out there. So we try to be. So much you guys are Thank doing. You, Thank you, sir. Yo, so let's get into this a little bit. How? Uh, let's get into how we met this man right here, bro. Ooh. How did this happen? I'll let y'all go first. I mean, I met him through you. You met him through me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For real? Yeah. Yo, Tell me do you remember too. the first time? You do? <laughs> sort of. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I actually do. Because I don't remember. I don't remember. The first time I met him. Yeah. So we were... We were at RLA. We're yeah. at the house. Uh-huh. And we were actually recording. We're recording that uh, video for Ben's oh. birthday. Was that the first day? Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. and then on his my first pastor, day. My there, pastor? Yeah. On his first day there, he was just saying how much like he loved uh That was on a uh, on, Ben. Wasn't that a life group day? Yeah. Was it? No, no, no it was oh, just it was a, a, a another like recording day. We were just there. Yeah. And I remember. 
Was it on the Sunday? No, no, it was like a Wednesday. It was like a, it was a, like during the mid. Like I don't week. even. I don't even think I was supposed to be there that day. I don't remember it being talked about that we were gonna that you guys were gonna record. I think we pulled up and you guys already had maybe the the face paint or the, <laughs> the eyeliner face. or whatever. Maybe, maybe. But I remember this man. We got this man on the on the camera <laughs> to like say some words. Like for Ben, uh, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and he hadn't even met I Ben remember, yet. I know, I he hadn't even met Ben yet, but Why'd he guys, said the best words. Yeah. For ben. Why like, did you guys do that? Huh? Why did you guys Thank put you. him on the mic? Thank you. We uh, just asked him if he wanted to like. It, it was in the mic. It was just like recording a like, recording. It was a video, a video so you, recording. Also, you yeah. forced it on him. Yeah. yeah. No, and we then, were just like, "Yo, you want to hop on?" He was like, "Yeah." <laughs> For real. <laughs> got on. And, That's not how it went down. But go ahead. That's how I remember it. It was forced. The camera was on recording, and they're like, "Go ahead and say some words for Ben." They just shoved it in your face. Yeah. And then they're like, "Say something." I was like, "Great, let's do it." I don't, do you remember what I said? I think it was just. I don't remember, but I I remember it being funny and and it being funny because like yeah, you didn't know nowadays. you didn't know him at yeah. all, bro. This man stayed doing that. We had another time that we threw like a birthday, and uh, we did the exact same thing where we <laughs> we tell him to do something yeah. in the middle of him saying his like yo you know happy birthday or whatever to this person. Yeah, uh, I think a dog was passing by, and he was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He started whistling to this to this dog. <laughs> that thing was so funny, bro. In the middle of him telling someone happy birthday. <laughs> Do you get easily distracted? Or like... No, I think I'm bad with cameras. I don't like being on cameras. Uh -huh. testing them. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I just got distracted now. <laughs> he said, no, I'm pretty good. I, oh, whoa. The butterfly. Damn. The light changes here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just awkward when it comes to cameras. Oh, I, okay. I want to say I'm an introvert when it comes to that. So uh -huh. when you put oh, a camera okay. in front of me, I'm not good at it. Oh, okay, um, so. so it's just getting awkward of like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Please get me out. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're honest. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people, like, they do try to kind of uh, be okay in front of a camera. And yeah. you can tell that they're not comfortable. Really? And there are, yeah, and, th and then there are some people that um, that are just honest, like, yo, please don't. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm awkward when it comes to. It. Yeah, I don't wow. like I don't like photos. I don't like videos. So, what Damn. about you, uh, Oost? Do you remember when you met this man? Well, I met him at RLA. Okay, I can't remember the exact moment I met him. Yeah, but I th it was probably at like a service, one yeah. of the services that I went to. Yeah, yeah. And I think after that, like it was the same thing with you guys. Like we just started hanging out after service and yeah, on like the days in between and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah, that was pretty yeah, much I met him. For sure, for yeah. sure. And the no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way I met this man was through church a very, very, very long time ago, bro. Mm -hmm. Yep. Long ass time ago. And I don't remember the first time exactly like when when I met him, but we were I think we, we didn't really talk uh in, Brian in was, the beginning. Brian was with the cool gang. Oh <laughs> I wasn't. He was with the cool people. I was with the cool kids. Damn. Yeah, he was. That's how church was? That's yeah, how no. church was, bro. Back Damn, in the they day, got clicks bro. at church. The clicks, yeah, bro. He clicks was are real. <laughs> <laughs> you put you on blast, bro. I mean, I'm not gonna deny it, bro. I was weird back then, bro. <laughs> I was hella weird. Yeah. But so so you what okay, so what defines <laughs> cool kids at church nah, he was wearing it's, flannels it's, when they were popular oh, <laughs> was, it, was he wearing them around his waist too no 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 it was yeah. before they yeah. even like around it the was way. before the flannel too though we talking about 
What? How old were we? Like 2014. Like oh shit! I was 14, oh, maybe. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was like way back, 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 back. It's probably before I was 14 too. Is this when like um, <clears throat> what's that brand that everyone would wear with the F? Oh, uh, famous? famous. Yeah, famous stars and stripes or whatever. Uh, probably but, around that time. True story. story. No, not Chuck's. that far. Not True that story. Far. In ninth grade, I bought like some famous earrings. <laughs> hey. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. yeah. I've heard this before. <laughs> Tell us. I rocked. I rocked, rocked some them. famous earrings. And what what did that bring you? Damn. <laughs> no, nothing good. <laughs> what happened because of that? Get into so it. So I, I, for my ninth grade year, I went to Crenshaw, Crenshaw mm. High. Mm. And so on this particular day, I was running a blue pro club. And now, mind you, I don't, I don't, I never, like, I was never in a gang or anything. Mm. But I, I was running a blue pro club and I was wearing the famous. <laughs> Yo, you low-key a G for wearing a blue pro club. Yeah. That was a color that I, I for sure never bought. Like I I wore the pro clubs, but not not a blue one though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I what, didn't really what were think, you thinking? I wasn't. <laughs> I just thought it looked dope. You thought it looked dope? I thought it looked dope. Uh-huh, so, so, I was wearing, uh-huh. so I was wearing that blue pro club and I was wearing the famous earring. You know which one he's talking about? The ones yeah. the big old F, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what he was wearing on. And his did ears. you get yeah. your ass kicked or something? Uh no, I got checked though. Oh, no <laughs> way. I definitely got no checked. Way. I got stopped. Yeah. Was, and what they tell you? They're like, yo, you from Florence? And I was like, I was like, nah. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm from Adams. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh and yeah, and they're like, yo, you shouldn't be wearing that. Like, <laughs> I was like, for sure, I'm probably, I, I'm probably, Take I'm not feeling it either. So it's all good. I'm not feeling it. I was just trying them, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Instead yeah. 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 just trying it, to be honest. Matter of fact, so. do you want them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, here. You look a little cold, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> you could see. take this home, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so the point is, me and this man go way back, dog. Mm-hmm. We, we, we go way, way, way back with this guy, man. Um, but. I want to get into one of the reasons why we have this dude here. Oh, let's do it. Because you guys may be asking yourselves, all right, why we got snack. this good here. Damn. And Damn. it's not just because he's a, he's a good friend to all of us, uh, which is, you know, really dope. But Thanks. another thing is I feel like this man has a story and something good that has happened in his life. And I feel like he's been a part of our circle. He's one yeah. of those people that were there uh, having those conversations with us and and doing all those things. So comes to the family <coughs> gathering. Yeah, exactly. Bro. <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. The Dion's uninvited. That's the brother. Uninvited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh let's get into that a little bit, man. So Joel. Go ahead. Oh damn, he uh, even got oh, seated got seriously, ready. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already just is he gonna get on a knee and <laughs> propose to you? <laughs> damn. No, 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 no. Let's let, let's get it. Let's just jump into it, bro. So uh can you explain a little bit of what, what it is that you do right now just for your, like, you know, your day-to-day work? What um, is it that you... I'm what a is blogger. It that... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you a uh, no, uh, public um, figure? The, yeah. <laughs> Speak a little bit more into the mic. Okay. There you down. go. You guys did say he was going to call me yeah, out on I, that. I like um, checking people. No, you good. No, not good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, are we are we coming at this too hard? No, no. Now we get to jump in just a little no, bit. No. Just put it some butter on it, <laughs> slide in. Put a little bit of lube. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, wait, can we can we share a backstory? Go ahead. All right, all right, all right. So, oh, <laughs> so I'm back sorry. back in the day, 
this man would sleep over my crib, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we got, I don't know how this started, but we got into this, like, rivalry of waking uh-huh. each other up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had a trumpet. Oh, uh, this is not. <laughs> yeah. And, no, you know. No, bro, this is that one time came in into my room hot, bro, with the trumpet. <laughs> started playing that shit, dog. And y'all know, y'all seen me like oh, in the morning, yep. dog. Yeah, not having it's it. It's not, it's not that pretty, dog. So no, we would, not. we would get into it like that. So like either one day I would wake him up with the pots and pans, yeah. Or, <laughs> or he would he would wake me up with like a trumpet or something. Yo, we, would just, we were just trying. We were young though. We were like some cartoon school. shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in high school. Dog. Yo, that's mad disrespectful, dog. Oh. It with Brian, it was dangerous though because this <laughs> this was not a morning person. Yeah, like you gotta give Brian like two he hours. Still, he still ain't a morning. Person. Yeah, yep, you, yep. don't even talk Sometimes. to him. Yeah. <laughs> that is gonna flip on you if you talk to him. Bro, I'll say like yeah. because like we sleep together. Oh, oh, <laughs> and so like he'll wake up I. in the morning. We'll wake up at the same time, and he'll get up out of bed, right? And then I'll be like. Good morning. He won't answer. <laughs> he just runs straight into the restroom. And then he'll come out like 10 minutes later. And then he'll get back on his bed and like lay down. And then he'll still be on not his talk phone. To you, huh? And he still won't talk to me. And I'm like, it, did I do something? <laughs> is he mad at me or something? Nah, shit? bro. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Bro. And the worst thing is Damn, they The worst thing is is like you're 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 already set your mind. All right, I'm not going. I'm not even going to mess with this man nope. right now. We are not nope. talking to this man. <laughs> and then this man like switches it up, and he now he's trying to talk to you like, like yo. So what, what, what's, what's going good? on today? Just, what time? I, what time you leaving today? <laughs> I just think of it as true. like a, I'm a very old computer. You know when you would turn on a computer <laughs> well, back then? Yeah, yeah. This that man shit is running off a hard drive forever to turn on and shit. <laughs> so that's me, like. And it's a problem for sure. I know this for sure. Like, because even my you mom talk would, about it. Even my, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. If you guys have me on the on the couch now, so my mom would come in in the morning, opening doors, opening windows, and then one day, like, it would happen where I would wake up later on, yeah. and then she had a conversation, and she's like, "Yo, you got to check that attitude of yours in the morning." Ooh, I was like, nice. "I was like, for real?" I was nice. like, "Why?" And at this point, I'm already awake. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that other Brian, right? Yeah, Finally. Yeah. So at that Finally. point, I'm like, I'm happy or whatever, and then I'm going out I'm like, "What's good, ma?" You know, all happy. And she te- she checks me. She's like, "Today, I opened the door," and you were like. Who the heck is opening the door at this time? And I didn't remember. Sounds I right. Like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't remember saying that. So when I woke up, it was news to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's messed up. My bad, mom. You know, I apologize or whatever." And then she was like, "She was like, you gonna check that funky attitude of yours because your wife Ooh. is not gonna put up with that shit." Hello, hey, hey, hello, bro. Come on. <laughs> and then uh, to this day, it still hasn't gotten better. So. No, it yeah. hasn't. Maybe I need to yell at you. This man's a wild card when he's sleeping. He squared oh up. My he squared up on my sister once too. <laughs> I, in, in my defense. Wait, what? Explain that for a second. Run that. Run, run that. that. Go ahead, explain it, beast. Explain what happened. All right. First of all, I it was it was an occasion, right? <laughs> okay. So here I don't go. know. I don't here know. we go with the excuses now. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. It's no, late. It's definitely late. For it's sure. Late. It is. Late. It's late. We're sleeping over, and I think it was was it a holiday or something? What were we nah, doing? No, that was a normal. It was a normal, was normal day. day. It was not a normal yeah, day. Yeah, it was. It was it a was, normal day. Okay. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. So it's a normal Put day, a fight. <laughs> and I'm sleeping in the living room, 
And she she walks At her in. Her house, by the way. Yeah, yeah. this is in her own house. This is her house. He flipped on her at her house. He's the guest, mind yeah. you. There. Okay, so in she walks, and I I guess I heard something. Uh-huh. Obviously, so I jumped up and I threw like the first thing that I could grab at her. Oh, you did throw <laughs> and then, a pillow. At her. And then the first thing I could grab was a pillow, so I tossed it at her, and then I like kind of score up. And then I was like, oh I saw that it was her, you know, and it's D, so it's, oh, it's her. And then I was like, I kind of tried flipping it. I was like, what the heck are you doing? What's wrong with you? you? I was like, you coming house. in here hot. <laughs> at her house. It's almost three in the morning. What are you coming around your house, young lady? Did you wake up? Yeah, I woke up. Oh, you woke up too? The other time that did trip me out was when you came in and you were just staring at me. Oh, that day, that day oh, that was, was on you, though. No, was no, it wasn't. That no, it day wasn't. was on it you. It was on you. It was, was on, on you. Because you was mad staring at me like you was possessed. <laughs> you were possessed. Okay, look. <laughs> look, Joel. Joel, help me out here, dog. Look, check this out. <laughs> he said I'll be out here. I'm sleeping, right? I'm sleeping. Knocked out. Resting the body. Everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Then this door shut opens. Fuck look, look, look. So it's completely dark. The door opens. Yeah. And you know how And his lo- head's by the door. My head is so by he, the door. His head is sleeping right there. Yeah, like on yeah the so the it's, it's on some weird shit. <laughs> like my head, my head is facing the door. So yeah. as I, as I, like the light hits my eyes, all I see is this silhouette. Beautiful and woman, damn. This, no, this big ass silhouette <laughs> staring at me. And I'm staring back and I'm a bit confused at this point. I'm like, am I dreaming? And then I was like, oh shit, I'm not dreaming. Someone's coming in. And then I jumped up real quick and I score up because I thought, I thought it was an intruder. Turned out to be this man, dog, just being weird, staring at me now, sleep. Now, here's why I stopped and stared. I was concerned for this man. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you look dead, bro. For real? Oh you look God. like you was dead with your eyes open. You was just there, bro. <laughs> what time was this? Was it late? And, it, and that's the thing. It wasn't that late. It so I was like, yo, why is this man like laying there with his <laughs> eyes open? Dog? I was like, yo, this man ha- had a heart attack or something. <laughs> Said yeah. he had a heart attack. But uh, anyways, people, that's the little background of my So, Joel. so back to Joel. Yeah. Back to so Joel. Joel's not a morning person. That's I'm not a morning person. get out of this story. Yeah. Pretty much. Period. So, yeah. Joel, talk to us about uh, the type of... well. Yeah, so what is it that you do? What is, yeah. what is it that you're um, in charge of? Oh, well, currently I do work for a security company. I am the account manager. So my job oh. is just kind of being in charge of operations, making sure everything's running smoothly. And my main point of contact is our clients. Okay. So basically just making sure that they're happy and whatever uh, requests they want, I make sure that it's put in place and okay. the way our guards are doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's basically that, but it's in the security business, which could be challenging because no Very one respects the security business anymore. That, I feel like, I don't know. I'll, I'm yeah. going to be honest here. I feel like, I feel like n- there's always been that kind of stigma yeah of, about being security like yeah. the first thing i hear is that oh a security guard is just somebody who failed to be a police officer or some yeah. shit like that there's like you know? that joke that's yeah. why like uh in next friday or friday after next yeah, yeah. it's top flight security top of the world correct <laughs> that yeah. doesn't help the case but okay and and i was so when i got when i my one of my first jobs was security and oh, when what? i got into it that's what i thought i was like mm-hmm. yo i'm about to go in here and like like, I got power. Like, like people got to, like, <laughs> like, if I say, yo, you can't come in here, like, they got they can't come in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
to the master key for, <laughs> for the building. <laughs> exactly. I got keys for this shit. Like, calm down, everybody. Uh, I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah, and I was young. I was like 17 and yeah, a yeah, half. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was, I was young at the time. So, right. It's but crazy, yeah. though, because I got into security because of Brian, because he did start doing oh, no it. no way. Yeah, and I kind of follow his steps. Uh-huh. And Because um, before going into security, I was in the um, fast food business. So yeah. Okay. Not business, yeah. but yeah, I was working at fast food. He was an <laughs> investor. <laughs> up and coming. <laughs> up and coming fast food. Uh, <laughs> a fucking Entrepreneur. <laughs> up and coming. Franchisee. <laughs> He tried to pull me in to the, no. to the <laughs> yeah, and that's where this story gets a little crazy. That that and if if we get a chance to talk about that later, we'll yeah, talk we about will, it because that's that's definitely interesting. Yeah, I feel like this is gonna be this type of podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all good. Uh-huh, so no, yeah. but yeah, so I got into security because of Brian because yeah. he started doing it. Um, and honestly, I got into it in the very lazy way. Because, I mean, if you worked in fast food, you know how hard and stressful that shit mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and we had a security guard where I worked. So, I always looked at him like, this motherfucker is making more, like, $2 more than I am mm-hmm. and not doing shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could be doing that. And I yeah. know Brian was doing it. So, like, he kind of, like, told me what the steps were. So, that's where I got yeah. started on getting my guard current and all that you stuff. Got, this man got plugged in. Yeah. <laughs> you showed <laughs> but, him the ropes. Yeah, yeah, he so did. Um, trash. Yeah, trash. I kind of quit. But then uh, I did. I did end up leaving that job, you know. Uh, and it is what it is. But, um, but then this man stuck it through, and like yeah. this man continued on with the mm-hmm. uh, with the security thing, you know, leveling up Correct. and all that stuff uh, until finally you're here. Yeah. And and to me, like this story trips me out a bit because, uh, can we share your age? Go ahead. 50. Damn. Damn. Oh, no. How old are you? 24 now? This doesn't even know my age. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said he's a good friend of all. <laughs> You're 26. We love right? no, he's, 20, he's 24, <laughs> guys. Yeah, 24. Just, 24. just turned 24. So this man just turned 24. And having a position that you have is like a real ass position. Correct. Like what you just said, you kind of simplified it. Yeah. But uh, if you know anything about like the business corporation or anything like that, that position that you're talking about is something that's very serious. You know, you're dealing with uh, basically customers or, or clients that spend lots and lots of money. And you're one of the people that has to make sure that they are taken care of. Uh, so it, it's a very important pl- uh, title. Right. But it is crazy. Uh, so how was that when you were when you were going through it? Um, I mean, it was a lot, and I think it was a good learning experience. Um, when I started, and I think even mentality, I feel like it changed so much. Um, for the record, I've only been in security for going into five years, so it's not okay. hasn't been long, and I've been with the same company ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know when I started, I mean, you know, I always did my job. So one of the biggest thing, and, and, and even now I correct myself on that, I used to think, you know, as long as I'm doing my job, I'm not going to worry about what anyone, anyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy. I had a post that was a regular guard. I mean, I did my job and went home. And I had a partner who didn't do his job. And, and bottom line, to cut it short, he cost us the account where I was at. Oh, wow. And one of yeah. the biggest things, and as I said, I mean, I used to see him screw up. Like, this dude would come in like 30 minutes late. He would like literally do one patrol and then setting yeah. his car for the rest of the of his shift yeah and um and it cost us the account and and like one of the biggest things i used to think before that was like hey i'm not a snitch as long as i'm doing my job i'm not gonna worry about it what anyone else is doing yeah um but through that experience losing the account it, you know it made me realize that like yes he lost his job 
but then I lost my job. You know, I went mm-hmm. from having a set schedule, my my yeah, hours, yeah. to <clears throat> not having anything, having to pick up whatever was available. Um, oh, shit. and even what like kind of even led me to where I'm at today was that you know that someone else's actions is gonna is gonna you know it's gonna affect you. So um, so I did I I mean you know God opens doors and I think that's the greatest things that even through a bad situation you got to see the good in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. one of the biggest things that it caused or or the outcome of me being removed from that property was that the owner got to see me a little bit more. You know, he was calling me in to pick up whatever shift. So he saw my intentions of wanting to you know wanting to work, wanting to do the job. So that honestly, me losing that account led me to being promoted to a field supervisor. So yeah. as I said, it's being thankful for even for the bad situations. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like if we would have never lost that account and I never would have gone through um, the insecurity of not having my hours and all right. that stuff, then I would have never moved up to where I'm at today. Um, but as I said, that kind of led me to being a field supervisor. So I moved up in the company. Mm-hmm. And I know from there I became a scheduler. Yeah. Did, and- uh, let me cut you off real quick. Did you, uh, did you know that was the plan as this was going on? Because you talk about like God opening doors and yeah. all this thing. And you're going through that process. Living that moment when you were in those situations, like when that you guys lost that account and you're going through those things, were you already thinking like, yo, something's going to happen for me? Like, are, were you in that mindset already, or is that something that you, through that journey, you learned that? Um, I mean, through the journey, I learned it. I mean, one of the biggest things that I always, you know, and, and I always try to put in my life, it, it's just the fact that I always say no matter how bad the situation is, a good lesson is going to come out of it, and you're mm-hmm. going to move up. Because even just to go back a little bit, yeah. when I was in the restaurant business, um, or when I was in the industry, he went from fast food business to the restaurant. No, I like that. Though. That sounded good. I like the restaurant about. business. When I was in the yeah. restaurant, no, I was in that too. Yeah, <laughs> dabbled a little. You dabbled a little in the restaurant. Made a couple restaurants here and there. For sure, for sure. Okay, for sure. But um, um, one of the craziest things that happened to me back then is that um, when I was in the fast food, I was training to become an actual manager for mm. a store yeah and and actually the actions of my manager and and me as he said you know just accepting mm. the wrongs that he was doing cost me my job so i was forced oh, to resign I remember so oh, it wasn't wow. with the plans you know it, yeah. and it really shattered me because you know as i said i was i, I was very optimistic and, and yeah. saying you know like literally in the next two months i'm gonna become a manager of a store mm-hmm. yeah. and all of that just went downhills right away and i mean to to even just point it out like i went from as i said being a shift leader and and the fast food industry to going down to literally i started back as a janitor for some random guy that i mm-hmm. that i met um and, I and it basically fe- felt like you know like my dreams just shatter and i'm mm-hmm. starting all over again and even going to a security, it was like starting all over again. Um, so as I said, I mean, every bad situation, I always saw it that way. And, and even when it came to me being removed, one of the biggest le- lessons I got was that, you know, that like, hey, you know, I got to stop the... And I call it childish mentality of like mm-hmm. being a snitch because I feel like that's such a young thing to say. Um, and now it's like, you know, I got to protect my job. I got to yep. look out for my company as yeah. best as possible yeah. um, because it's going to affect me as well. So... I just kind of knew, you know, I, you know, I went through the downtime of like, man, I just, I literally have to pick up whatever shift in order to be able to make up hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing was like, you know, something good <clears> will come <throat> out of it. Um, and as I said, I mean, it costs for me to be seen by the owner. Um, it costs for, you know, him to having to call yeah. me to pick up shift. And if it wasn't because of that, then I don't think he, you know, he would have offered me a field supervisory position. Yeah. yeah. So, so to answer that question, you know, it's something that like, no, I didn't see it, but I always yeah. try to remain 
um, positive about yeah. whatever happened. And, and one of the biggest things was that. And, and you know, even through time, I learned it um, because, I mean, I didn't have an experience for a supervisor, yeah. for an account manager, for a scheduler. And he just believed in me and invested in me. And, and you know, the, yeah. one of the greatest <clears throat> things is always willing to learn mm-hmm. and willing to, yeah. you know, just, yeah. just being open minded to that. And, and, and to me, one of the biggest things, I don't care if I have to start all over again. If, yeah. you're, if that's what needs to happen, then do it. But Come just on. know where your goal is. Yeah. Even yeah. if your goal is like, hey, yeah. I know that I'm not forever going to be a janitor. I'm not yeah. forever going to be at the lower yeah. uh, level. Yeah. Like, just keep your mindset, you know, where, where you want to be. And, you know, just things yeah. are going to work <clears throat> out for good. And, and I believe in yeah. that. I do, um, I do so. got to say, though, like, I think you, you guys have seen it because we worked with you as well. Like, uh, I think one of the things that RLA offered us was the chance to like work together and yeah, like right. see each other, you know, work. So during yeah. those times, it was, it was a thing where I knew that you were different. Like yeah. anytime I saw you work, like you were always very committed yeah. uh, on time. Like these are just basic things that I think people forget about. Yeah, Something right. as simple as being on time and yeah. to you on time was showing up early. Yeah, that's being on time, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and committing to something and being the first person that walks in the last person to walk out type yep. of thing. Mm-hmm. And that mentality, I feel like a lot of people don't have. And if you have things like that, you could carry those on to anywhere you go. Right. Correct. They're like little fundamental things. So what do you yeah. what do you think about that, Larry? No. You- yeah. I and just a like side note to what you're saying. Yeah. Before I, I answer the question, like um, going back to that. The whole thing you guys have been talking about, which is a circle. Yeah. Uh, I'm I am one that struggles with punctuality. Uh, I even feel like to this day I still do. Yeah. But hmm. I think hanging out with with Joel and even you, Beast. Yeah. Um, and working with you guys, I knew you guys were gonna be there early. Yeah. So I always thought about that. I always I knew like yo. These guys are going to be there on time. Yeah. They're going to be there early. So I better be there earlier. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear it the whole morning. Right? Mm, yeah. yeah. So so that that whole being around, surrounded by people like that, by people like Joe, with that level of work ethic, with that mm-hmm. level of, of um, you know, respecting that time and all yeah. that uh, was very helpful for me in the long run, you know, to this day. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think... What you said is true. I'm not surprised that Joel has gotten this far. Yeah. Um, because I think I think I love I love uh, and shout out to Nipsey. I love I love what he says on the track dedication. You know, opportunity yeah. meets preparation. Like, and that's yeah. what it is. Like, you know, Joel um, has worked hard, has worked hard in every job. Mm-hmm. You know, at RLA we worked together and we we weren't getting paid for that. That yep. was volunteer work. Yep. But but we still showed up and did what we had to do yep. as if it was as if it was a job. Yeah. You know, and um and so, you know, always putting in that work, putting that in that work, being prepared and all that. I'm not surprised, you know, and, and I think I think what you said is true. You know, God's gonna open doors, but you know, it don't God will all, always open doors. Doors will always be open for you. But Correct. but if you're not if you're not walking in there, yeah. you know, there's prepared. no way so Right, yeah. right. So you, you know, I think you did your part for sure. And then just, you know, the rest was handled. Yeah. And, and I feel that because one of the things that, like, growing up, I was so on top of time because this man was. Like, you, like if you give this man any time, he's going to wake up before that time yeah. for sure to make sure that he's there yep. 
on time. So I, I got that from him. I got like that whole pet peeve of like people not making it on time and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because like this man was over here always yep. awake before I was, you know. Yeah, there's only been one time that this man's let me down. <laughs> one time. <laughs> Who? One time. When? Yeah, it was like last year, I think. Oh, when? damn, bro. <laughs> I'm over here gassing this man up, <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, no, hey, he's, he's, he's perfect. perfect. No, he's perfect. Check this out. He's perfect, he's perfect except here. Yeah, here is. <laughs> and we got to say this because, we, you know, yeah, yeah. we're going to gas him up, but yeah, people yeah. got to know no, this yeah, man's yeah, a yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's reachable, all right? Don't think that standard is too high for so you. So we're, we're building you up just to break yeah. you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Yeah. But we you about, said you'd like we, to start all yo, over. So. We're literally, <laughs> so we're we're literally talking about credit. one time in like one, yes. years. And that's though. what I'm trying to say. Years. Just one yeah. time. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you, it was the CPR training. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. No, and. I feel like Loki. That was that one was kind of on me yeah. too, though. That that <laughs> oh, oh wait, so that, no, no, that, no, no that that point was on me. That was on you. Yeah, dog. Okay, okay. I was Wash my hands for yeah. whatever reason. I didn't. Sh- didn't want to be kissing no up. dummy, bro. No, I didn't yeah, wake, you up. Didn't wake That's up. That's what it you was. Didn't wake up. You gave me another another excuse in that moment, but you didn't wake. Up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So what was the story behind this? Like what? Okay. What, yeah. Okay. So, we, so this man is a certified uh, CPR, CPR trainer yeah. as well. Oh, like he could train. Oh, you yeah. could do a lot of yeah. stuff though, not just the CPR stuff. Right? I could do AED and um, first aid. I could train people and certify people through the Red Cross. Oh, no way. Yeah. Shout out through the Red Cross. Hey, hey, let's go. Hey, let's go. Wait, so you know how to use that little like that little electrical thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. And I could train you and certify you. <laughs> I need to get my certification. I, I can help you oh, learn how to I was, use it. I was me. certified when I was at uh, when I was working at an elementary school because oh, okay. we have to be yeah, certified to do that stuff. Yeah. It's they say they say that we're not supposed to do mouth to mouth anymore. Is that true or? They don't. Rec- I mean, you don't have to. It's mm. all if you feel oh, comfortable like, with it. Um, yeah. And obviously for germs and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. all if you feel comfortable. But as long yeah. as you're even just doing the compressions, yeah. then that's something that. It will be appreciated. I mean, whatever you can do is going to help someone. That's going to help someone, you know, even give them a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing more than enough. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Fun fact. um, And I don't know if this is still true, but isn't there something called the Good Samaritan Law? Yes. It means that, like, even for example, if um, you're doing CPR and you break someone's rib doing Mm -hmm. CPR, um, that Good Samaritan Law protects you that you were trying to do Mm -hmm. something good. And even if it's crazy, but even if you were the cause because why they die (laughs) you're still yeah you're still protected because you were trying to do good um Uh because even if you're doing it wrong i mean at the moment you're you're, you're you're trying yeah so as long as you're trying that's something that protects you and i think that's good to to know that's good Good to know know. for sure for sure um one of the things i wanted to point out was that you you in your story you were talking about how you felt the pressure of like oh shit like I'm, i'm losing my job i lost my job like what the fuck am i gonna do now and I think a lot of something that a lot of people don't go through in life is feeling that pressure of being mm. like, fuck, I need to like figure it out. Yeah. I need to do what I can. Cause you were saying like, I'm taking up whatever shifts I can. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people would just be like, fuck, well, that's it. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a done deal type of thing. Yep. And I think <clears throat> once you, and like you said, like if your coworker didn't fuck it up, you wouldn't be in the position that you were in. Correct. So in a sense, like people need to remember that when something goes wrong, if, if you feel the pressure and it's negative pressure, yeah. It, it just remember it le- it can lead to something a lot better than where you were before. Yep. And some Correct. people are like they see it on the surface and they don't see it for for what it truly is, which is an opportunity 
like the one in in your case yeah. correct you know so yeah and the way i look at it i mean and then as i said it's no matter where you go through because i'm not going to say you know it wasn't something that it was just one day that i felt sad about losing my job and losing yeah. what I, I almost had mm-hmm. um but it was something you know that it took me time to understand it but like the way i always say you know take a day take a week whatever you got to get to cry it out mm-hmm. um but then make sure that at one point you're gonna be like okay enough is enough let me get up from this and let me start all over again yeah. Yeah. let me you know just get back to my dreams and get back to my goals and, and get working on it so yeah. like to me that's the biggest thing like i said if you got to take the time to cry it out do it we all need that time yeah but you know make sure that you're gonna get up from it and that that's you're tough. not putting it as Definitely. an excuse and victimizing yourself yeah because a lot of people could have just you know said what you said like yeah. man been out like oh fuck it i lost this one. Oh well oh yeah. well let me go do something else or maybe be even um you know restricted to like their time like now nah, yeah. i'm not i'm not willing to to like you know be called in by yeah. the boss to just pick up this shift like yeah. i want to set time and yeah, yeah. you know like it's it's definitely a crazy thing because I, I remember seeing that you know when when this man was just like had a, a crazy ass schedule at the moment and it was a trip because like it's it's off-putting kind of to like have a schedule that's so crazy bro because yeah. even me like i'm i'm pretty restricted with my schedule and and i know that at the time thankfully i could be a little more restricted yeah. with my schedule because of like where i'm at now you know i'm definitely at thank thank god i'm definitely in a way better position than i was because you know not too long ago it was it was very 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 difficult but yeah. you know right <clears throat> thankfully i'm in a better place and i could make those things and i feel like you've experienced that now right now that you uh you know you've moved up in, in that corporate ladder to yeah. being in in this place like it is it do, do you think that you have more time less time or what, how how is your timing now with with that like just your enjoyment of time? Um, I think I do have more time now, but even to point out and, and it's like you know you got to put into work. Um, you do ha- I did go through you know the fact that of working late and and even yeah. back then you know back to our lay when when we all had just met and I know there was a lot of projects going on. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of times that I had to say no to that. that yeah. I had to say no to hanging out. That I had to go home early. Sure. I know you guys were up until like four a.m. <laughs> at the house and and Nothing you know there were a lot shit. of times where I needed to go. So <laughs> true. Where I needed to go home at ten because I had work the next day and and it all paid out because I even remember I know that I think the craziest I worked at my job right now um i work from 7 a.m all the way to almost 10 p.m um and and that's the latest i work but i want to say you know it it did put it did pay pay back because you know even where i'm at today i have that freedom Mm -hmm. um i am a salary employee which could work for the best but i mean it's something that i could tell you that now i get to leave early and and even i have a lot of flexibility of like if i got to take a day off if i could work from home i know that my boss you know will allow me to do all of those things Um, and has allowed me, I mean, even this year alone, there were times where I needed to take time off and he just gave it to me without mm-hmm. questioning yeah. it, um, no matter how long it was. But yeah, you have to put into work. And, and, and I think that it, it pays back, as I said, like, you know, sometimes you got to go through the, and do the hard thing, but you just got to look at the outcome that you want and even what? say like, you know, soon <clears throat> yeah. enough, it, this is going to come back and, and pay back for That's it. Good. I, I want to know what would you do like in those moments of like when your schedule was everywhere. And I remember like you were. Like, it was just random schedules. Like, yeah. we were talking about, like, it could be, like, from 12 a.m. to, like, you know, 10 p.m., 11, yeah. I mean, a.m. Like, it was just random. They would just either call him in or something would happen. He was uh, he was someone. What would you do at that time to, like, keep you, like, in that mindset of, like, yo, it's, I'm, I'm, like, headed somewhere. Or this is, this is like, 
only temporary. Would you tell yourself these things or? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'd always say like one of the biggest things, and it sounds cheesy, but I do believe that hard work pays off. Um, and even, you know, one thing that you pointed out earlier, like the, and I know even Larry pointed this out, like the people that you have around, it's people that are going to motivate you. And even like the way they act, the person they are Mm -hmm. is going to determine even where you're going. Like one thing that I picked up from beast, um, even, even, you know, from way before is when he wants something, he's committed to it. Like even, Mm -hmm. even, you know, when it came to dieting, like when it came to beast and, and, you know, if he was on a diet, you cannot get him off one. Like even if you put a burger or a Mm. pizza in front of him, or even there were times where he had no choice, but the only meal available was a pizza. Uh He would rather not eat and wait and commit to his diet than, you know, give in. Um, and it's something, you know, that you got to see and, and, and it's something, you know, that's motivating. And I always thought back to those times of like, man, you got to stay committed. You got to do the work. Yeah. Um, and yeah. even prior to, cause even, and not to show off, but my position right do now it. is the highest position in the Fuck company. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dog. So, um, so even prior to getting there, you know, I always saw it that way. Cause I, I used to see, and as I said it. Whoever you have around are people that are going to motivate you. And the account manager, when when I was even back to a scheduler and a field supervisor, the account manager, I would see that guy put in the work. I would see that guy be in there, you know, from 7 to 9 p.m. every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, sometimes I always gave back to that. I'm like, you know, if that person is putting in that many hours, I could do it. And, you know, I'm going to get the same results one day. I knew that, you know, one day it's like, hey, I got to put in the work and someone's going to see it. And even yeah. if they don't see it, you just got to put it in and God's yeah. going to bless you and it's going to pay back. Yeah. So um, it's the way I always looked at it. You know, as I said, I mean, when you're going through the rough times, I think you got to find what the, the positive, even if it's, you know, that 10 percent in it, you got to find it. And, and, you know, that's going to keep pushing you. And I think that's what pushed me. Um, one of the biggest things, be, even getting to my title, was that that I wanted the title I have now. Mm-hmm. I dream yeah. of having this title. I wanted to be the boss. Yeah. I wanted to have that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I, I was going to put in whatever it take, you know, mm-hmm. even if I was the only yeah. one staying in late, I was going to do it because I wanted this title. That's dope. And, and, you know, and that's the way I look at it. If you want something, you got to put into work for it. You got to look at what someone in that position is doing and, and, you know, do that, do, do the same thing, or even just learn from what the positive things that they're yeah. doing and say, yeah. I'm going to do that. If they could put in that many hours, I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And, and that's one of the yeah. things that kept me motivated and, and kept me going. Cause it wasn't easy. Um, but it's one of the biggest things that kept me motivated. Um, when I, when I, you know, I want, I knew I wanted to be in management. Um, that was the thing when I looked at somebody in the title I have now and said, I want to be that person and I'm going to put in whatever work yeah. I have to do to just get up there. Yep. Um, did you, um, did you have a mentor? Like, did you, there, was there somebody at that company or around you that like, that took you through that? Like was kind of telling you like, Hey, like, did they check you? Did any, cause I, did anyone ever check you? I, I think the owner of the company did. Oh, um, yeah. And as I said, it, it's something, you know, I'll always be thankful to him. He always saw the mm-hmm. potential. Um, and he invested a lot in me. As I said, I didn't have the experience for any of the positions I held. Yeah. Um, but he always took the time to, you know, show me, to learn me. And even if it was in a bad way, you know, he would always do it. Yeah. Um, even just recently, last week, I was talking to someone about it. One of the biggest things I'm thankful to him um, that he always said, you know, be a man of your word. If you're going to mm. say you're going to do something, do it. And he's like, even if at the moment that you're not going to be able to do it, um, you can't commit to it, 
you call that person that you promised it to and you and you communicate with them like mm-hmm. the cpr training correct <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have that lesson yet I'm so. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, for real this is heard about no, it no you did I'll you called yo that's crazy though um i feel like that's true like the it whole is. keeping your word it's a whole it, i feel like now it's a old saying like it's not it's not common anymore keeping yeah. your word all you have is your word you know yeah, yeah. exactly like yeah. back then like think about it back then there was no uh like a, we're talking about way back then there yeah. was no contracts Correct. your word was it you know yep. that yeah. was your word if you told you know somebody yeah i'll build your uh front lawn you know and then I'll, I'll build that house for you it was all based upon word and all that stuff and nowadays it's it's not like that uh we live in a time where you could literally say oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that for sure and then no one holds you accountable to it. You don't even hold yourself accountable yeah. to that. Now, word. even with contracts, people still oh, yeah. try to find a way to get out of those contracts. Yeah. Oh yeah, dog. It's crazy because I'm like, because I, we all we're all relatively the same age. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And so I feel Some like older than others. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like you were looking at me, Joe? You said that, huh? Now you can see the gray in my beard. Then. My mom's pulled out a couple of canas like For real? a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Hey. She be like, don't worry though. Damn. Joe still thinks you look like a snack. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be a little silver fox. Uh-huh. No, but um, I feel like when you give your word to people and you come through, you establish a really good reputation. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like that is one of the things that, you know, whether it's in your inner circle or outside in work. That people are gonna look at a lot more, even if yeah. it's for small things. If you tell them, "Hey, um, don't worry, I got you. I'll figure it out. You have my word," yeah. and you come through, they're gonna remember that. Even yeah. if it's one time, yeah. they're gonna remember that. And that nowadays, I feel like is not as valued as much. Like it's so easy for people to just like say they're gonna do something yeah. and just flake. And I feel like nowadays people don't even say like, "Oh, I'll give you my word." I feel like that's kind of like an older yeah. Yeah. older person thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the young kids nowadays are just like, "Oh yeah, I got you." Yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. And then it's like, eh. "Yeah." But I feel like when you tell somebody, "I give you my word," yeah. to them it's like, "I can't control what that person is going to do, what goes on in their life." Yep. But I'm trusting because he said or she said that yep. they're going to that they're giving me their word. That yep. they'll come through, and that's all I can. Yep. I all yep. I can count on. And you know what else happens with giving your word? Like if you commit your word, like let's say you're going through a time where you're gonna say, "Yo, I'm gonna commit to my word," right? Yeah. And you're just starting this off. One of the things you'll realize real quick is how much you're giving your word to so many people. Because mm. I remember when I was first trying this out, and like I had like a, a mentor in my life back then. Um, he would he would check me on my word. He would like really check me if I didn't come through with what I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm doing this and then I would I would realize like, oh, shit, I'm saying yes to a lot of shit. And I yeah. would have to go because of my word. And then I would realize, wait, I fucking wasted my time. I should have never said yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn how to fucking say no. Mm-hmm. Right. And you learn how to say, you know, like you, you were saying earlier, like sometimes you wouldn't be able to hang out with this yeah. because you had your commitments to shit that you had to yeah. do. Right. Yeah. And you learn that as you go along with committing to your own word, right. saying yes to certain things and then learning how to say no to things that really don't aren't going right. to, you know, prioritize, you know, the, your goals or, mm-hmm. or things that are even going to f- uh, fuel your flame yeah. to whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. So in practice, you're going to learn the, the value of saying yes and committing, but yeah. also how to say no and move on to, toward right. your goal. Joel, do you find yourself saying no more often than yes? 
like uh and this could be like both in at work or outside of work like if a friend tells you hey can you help me move out or whatever the fuck or like i try you know i think you know it's just always and i'm not saying i'm perfect but you know it's yeah. always trying always trying to be realistic and even mm-hmm. now majority mm-hmm. of it knowing if you're going to be able to come through mm-hmm. and even yeah. you know there's been times and even i wanted to add a little bit to that like when you give your word you know people are trusting in you and the more you come through you're the more trustworthy you are. Yep. And and yep. even the biggest thing is that when it comes down to you messing up, people won't see if you've been coming through all this time and you're a man or you're a person of your word, yeah. Um, then when you mess up, you know, they're gonna be lighter on you than they would if you're if you're right. somebody That's who's true. known because then they will, they would know and be like, Okay, this was a mistake. Yeah. Instead yeah. of saying this is an excuse, like That's Larry true. pointed out about yeah. my CPR. <laughs> 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 um, because you know, even with yeah. clients, like even I experienced that because they said the client, even my my boss, one of the biggest things he's told me is like if you made a mistake and you know you messed up the account or whatever. Don't wait for the client to call you upset. Mm-hmm. You beat them to the punch yep. and you mm. call them and own your yep. mistake. Bro. And I think that's Facts. big because, um, because you know, it's and it's happened. It, you know, it's happened when I call them. And one of the biggest things he said, it's like they're going to be less upset if you call them and own your mistake mm-hmm. than, than the opposite, than, you know, Definitely. them calling yeah. you out on it. Fact. And it's happened. You know, I mean, I, I had to make some tough calls, be, you know, before either like we lost keys or, or something of the property that, yeah. that it's a huge mistake that, you know, companies are getting fired for. Damn. Um, and, and, you know, and I got into I know one time and I will never forget that one client told me that I specifically because I call them and this is worse than losing keys. We went uncover, you know, we, we basically didn't have somebody there when we were supposed to have oh, someone. Um, and that's a pretty big mistake. It's mm-hmm. a huge liability. And I called the client at first thing in the morning and I said, hey, just so you know, we made a mistake. We didn't have someone on site. Um, and one of the biggest things she said, you know, I, she's like, I would have not realized that if you didn't call me. And she's like, I'm not upset because you did that. Wow. Because you called me. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's one of the biggest things that you got to you got to face reality. If yeah. you're going to be able to do something and do it. But, yeah, you got to learn to say no, even mm-hmm. even if it's like I just can't do it. Um, then, then I think you just have to. And, and just knowing what you're capable of doing, knowing if you're able to meet um, that request, if you're going to be able to meet that. So. I always try to stick to that. Um, and lately, I think, um, to answer your question, lately I've been I've been more realistic. And, you know, I've been saying no, like even with everything going on, um, like with the protests, you know, we got a lot of requests of coverage. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of property damage. So, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. people want coverage. Um, and there were times where, yeah, you know, I had to make the tough call and tell a client, I'm sorry, I, I don't have somebody to provide for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that, you know, yeah. in business, you don't want to say because then they know not to count on you. They're yeah. like, you, you're not, you can count on you. Again. How, how do you yeah. go about making that decision? Like, how do you decide, OK, what companies we provide our services to? Um, like, we have a rule. We have a rule that if you're a current client, we must provide coverage for you. Okay. Um, and if you're not, then we kind of have the availability to say, no, we have to prioritize our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, for example, if we go back to the protests, we, we had so much personnel out on the field that mm-hmm. there were clients that were requesting, you know, like four guards. Um, and we weren't able to meet that. So we were just being realistic and yeah. even explaining it to them. Um, so it, it was just something that, that you just have to do. And, and I think that, um, the way we handled it was, was more of just being realistic to the clients that we can't provide that, um, and providing alternatives. I mean, you know, even if mm-hmm. it says, Hey, don't worry, um, who you're going to have on staff, you know, it's going to be good enough or, you know, they'll keep us updated. And if we need to respond, we'll go out there. Yeah. Um, but, but I think yeah. it's just, just, just more of that. Just being realistic. If you can't meet it. 
um then then you know that was the biggest one for us just say being able to say no we can't um yeah. and and yeah it was kind of tough it, it wasn't easy but as i said and, and even going back to that one of the biggest things even that i learned in business um that it's not about what you're able to provide because you know i'm able to say that we are better than other companies out there and mm -hmm. there's companies out there that are worse than us yet they have more accountant than us and mm. one of the biggest thing I learned, it's not about you, what you can provide, but it's about relationship. It's, just, it's about that. Yeah. Um, and, wow. you know, it's about building that relationship. And, again, it goes back to trust. Yep. The clients being able mm -hmm. to trust you. The, you being somebody of a person of your word. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, being realistic to them wasn't, you know, easy to just say, no, we can't provide this. Mm -hmm. um, but just reassuring them what you're able to actually do. And, as I said, committing to that mm -hmm. and actually providing that. Because, as I said, sometimes they would come in and say, hey, I want three people. Yeah. But I will be able to kind of go back and say, no, I can provide you one and a field supervisor to yeah. drive by and if something happens you'll be called and i make sure that that happened that if yeah. something happened at the property that client was being Definitely. called okay. and that gave it you know you know that put them at ease and even mm -hmm. i wasn't providing what they requested it still as i said was able to kind of provide that trust and be able to say yeah. okay i can count on the company i can yeah. count on joel on joel um to be able to provide what they're saying what, so. you're, what you're saying is is very true like for for people that that are out here, you know, who listeners who are either in management positions or listeners that are starting their own like online business and stuff like that. Like shit happens, you know, with, yeah. with when you're starting your business and providing yeah. a service to anybody, whatever service that is or whatever product that is. But if you could, like you said, one of the things that you said is like apologize for it first, be the yeah. first to respond to yeah. that. And yeah. then also building that trust with that person i know kind of it's like something that doesn't need to be said like you guys probably like oh that's common sense yeah but trust me but when it's common under sense isn't common now yeah but, true. and especially <laughs> when you're under stress like if you have when you have a client like like fucking just yelling at the top of their lungs because you know and and when you're talking about like people that in in Joel's place, like we're talking about money here. We're talking about like real money that's like that people are investing in for this service, you know. And and I've been in positions where people are like relying for my service to be there, or else they can't make money because they relied on you to yeah. provide the service so that they could make the money that they they made, you know, or that they were going to make. Right. So I've had to put face as well, and I've done it both ways. I've done it the terrible way where you try to make excuses and all this and this is me just trying to figure shit out yeah <laughs> uh you know but then uh, you know after reading uh how to win friends and influence people like that should change my fucking life hey yeah. they're not a sponsor they're not a sponsor they're not a sponsor but it is from but they should be but it's a book. great read. it's a great read it's from the <laughs> 1940s if you could pick one up that shit will change your fucking life yeah, if you're doing nice. any business any sort of human interaction go pick that book up and read that mm -hmm. shit because it'll really show you a lot of stuff so i started implementing some of these things and literally, I see how people go from being completely irate and ready to fucking eat your face off to yeah. when you own up to your shit yep. and be like, yo, you know what? We didn't provide this service for you. Or I didn't provide this to you because I'm fucking up. I'm literally yep. fucking up because it yeah. is my responsibility. This does fall on me to make sure that these mistakes don't happen. Yep. So that's why I'm here showing face that that shit's on me. And then, of course, you you know you do your best to comp them in some sort of way, keep that relationship good. The the but the biggest thing I think is like owning up to your shit, yeah. knowing that you're wrong. Um, but I want to go back a little bit. If we could go back just a bit, um, yeah. we kind of went over this this hump, and I feel like it's important. We talked. To, you were talking about hard work, like you kept telling yourself that hard work pays off. 
Do you guys, and I have this question for you guys, all, of, all three of you guys, whoever wants to stab at it first, do you feel that people are not putting in that hard work? Like they want that, they want that end goal, right? They want that thing first, mm -hmm. but they don't want to go through the hard work so that then they say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I really don't want it because you realize yeah. how much hard work it really takes to get to what you said you wanted, yeah, yeah. right? That goal that you want is going to be obtainable, Yep. The only thing is that you got to stick it through hard work, motivate yourself, keep going, you know, and drive. Mm -hmm. But I feel like some people want want to be there already. Yeah. Some people already want to be there. And then at the first sight of struggle, they say, ah, you know, I, I, it just turns out I really didn't want it. Yeah. You know, do you guys believe that we're seeing that nowadays or that some people do fall into that? I think uh, I think those are the kind of people that will get to that spot and will not enjoy or be grateful for the journey mm. because they because when people want something like want instant satisfaction yeah it goes away the the same way it came the same way it goes mm. like as fast as you get it is as fast as it leaves and then it's yeah. gone and it's like oh shit so i feel like people who who do put in the hard work need to remember that it's not just about putting in the hard work day in and day out but it's about being patient about the hard work that you're putting in because you could put in hard work for two weeks and if you stop at two weeks sure you did, did you put do? in the hard work but yeah. like you didn't keep it up for long enough like yeah. some people like they what's that there's a saying that goes like an, an overnight sensation took like 10 years of work mm. some shit like no. that yeah. so shit. like basically yeah. yeah to everybody else you're an overnight sensation but yeah. To you, like, you know yeah. that you spent 10, 20 years yeah. eating shit, right. fucking sleeping on, on yeah. fucking yeah. couches and shit. Yeah. And they don't see that. And yeah. so those are the kind of people that I feel yep. enjoy and, and are grateful for when they get to that position. Yeah. Like, with, like with Joel's situation, yeah. you literally pulled yourself by the bootstraps. And you're like, fuck, this is going to be hard work. But I want to do it because I want to get to that place. Yeah. And now he's in a much better place. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like you were saying, that you're grateful for the position that you're in. But that's because of your hard work and yeah. because of your patience. And I feel like a lot of people, especially in the digital age that we live in, you know, people live off the whole, oh, people liked my selfie. Yep. I'm going to put another one tomorrow yeah, and get another sure. like. Yeah. And then the next day and the next. And they just live off of that. Like yeah. that's their crack. Yeah. yeah. But there's no value in that because mm -hmm. it's so quick. The journey is like a 24-hour journey. It's not like a year, decade journey. Like, I like for example, me and my music shit, right? I'm yeah. still not where I want to be. And I've yeah. been working at this shit for like almost 10 years now. Yeah. But I guarantee you, it could be like next year that it happens. Yeah. Or tomorrow. in six months or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't get me excited, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be one of those yeah. days. And I know that when it gets to one of those days, I'm going to be the happiest person in yeah. the world because I'm like, fuck, finally... I get to see the what's that called? Um, the fruit, fruits of my labor, yeah. bro. I, I I gotta jump into this because what you're saying is so fucking key. Like patience. Some people really don't even think about that shit. But I've I've said this on this podcast before. We've talked. We kind of talked about it. Yeah. But I feel like a patient person is a dangerous person because mm. it's only a matter of time yep. that that person is going to get to where they want to get Speak to on it cuz everybody like you were saying everybody could fucking do some shit and commit to some shit and say I'm going to wake up at 4:30 in the morning every day and fucking yeah. change my life you do that for 3 weeks congratulations you fucking did it for 3 weeks but yeah, who right. could do that shit for 10 years plus yeah. yep. who could do that for 20 years plus yeah. right mm -hmm. 
And, and it's that patient person that sticks to it, that, you know, gets knocked in the head, that life throws a curveball at you and you lose an account or life throws a curveball at you and, you know, you just get hit with talking to yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, you coming at it from the music aspect, that's why you, you're someone that from a glance, like I keep saying, it's the dragon. We, Me, Larry, we're yeah. privileged and even Joel to know the dragon and, yep. and see him work, see his commitment level because it's it's just a reflection on a on a patient man who's yep. committed, who's driven, and who keeps going. Yep. And I feel like Larry, you've seen this too, uh, mm -hmm. because I know that you kind of. And then maybe we could tie it into to that story that we were laughing about with you two. But I've seen. I feel like you've seen that too when you were in a place, and when this is back then. When you were still working at the the fast food place, you remember? Yeah. Uh, you were in a place where me and this man were tripping out. Like we were like, "Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is uh, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. what what are we were literally having like a it was at Yoshinoya. Yeah. And we were <laughs> we were eating and we were kind of like talking to Larry, like, "Yo, Larry, what's going on with you, dog? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. And you hit us with the whole like, "I'm working." Yeah. And we were like, "What? <laughs> we were like, how you working? Are you?" You ain't working here, and then you were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you ain't working. Yeah, here. yeah. And then me and Joel went in on this man. Uh -huh. Me and Joel, we we went in deep on this man, bro. Like we were like kind of clowning, yeah, but yeah, also yeah. but also serious, also serious about it, but definitely yeah. clowning. Um, yeah. But yeah, so one So can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it definitely didn't feel like it was serious. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Tell us. No, tell us yeah, that experience. I'm, tell I'm us gonna, that experience. I'm Take us there. Who uh, hurt you? Damn. Yeah. No. It, no. Yeah, it, bro. We it went was. In. We it went was in. definitely. Y'all are savages. I'm, yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. It would. It would definitely hurt. Yeah. It definitely. It definitely hurt my ego. It definitely. Um. So. So at the time, um, I had already gotten my associate's degree, uh, for like recording arts. So I was, you know, certified audio engineer and all this stuff, and, uh, I had, uh done different jobs right so i had worked in construction for a while but at yeah. that point i had quit that yeah. job i think i was just laid off <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh so i stopped that so then what i did was i was like all right this is what i'm gonna do i'm a i'm an intern i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in full time yeah. and just just gain that experience yeah. in audio and production and all that. I'm going to go in and do that for free for now. And I'm going to go to school at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to school. And at that time I was, I was, uh, I was thinking of getting a music degree right? yeah. to go on top of the audio engineering stuff. I was going to get a music degree. Mm -hmm. So, so I had already set my goal to that. Right. And so, so then, um, at that moment, uh, so this particular moment that Beast is talking about with the Yoshinoya thing, so my uh, my situation right during that time was that I was in school and I and I was in volunteering for free, working, interning, and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. So it really looked like I wasn't working. Right, it didn't look like I was making money and all that, and so these guys were like, "So what are you doing?" Like, you know, loser. Like, yeah, like, you know, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm, you know, I'm going to school and I'm, you know, gaining this experience. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, doing this. Like, you know, I'm, I'm putting in work. It's different from what you're doing, but I'm putting in work." 
<laughs> so these guys are like laughing at that, like mm-hmm. you know. And and I forget which one of these guys said this, but they're like, one of them was like, like it might it must be nice to have like to have that uh you know pay your bills and Damn. all that you know while you while you, <laughs> while you you know going to school and stuff. And um, I can't I can't say who that was. <laughs> I just thought, I just know yeah. that, that was said though for sure. I could yeah. I could confirm that that was said. And so I I I didn't I didn't know how to respond to that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but uh that did st- stick with me and and i think it came at the right time because um i i needed that i needed to hear that to look at different doors that could potentially open up for me yeah because i hadn't at that point yeah you were you were considering at that point remember um this man was like yeah 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 so that same that same day you know uh (laughs) Joe offered me a job in, in the restaurant <laughs> business, <laughs> you know, and I had previously been in the restaurant business. Yeah, yeah. So how would you like an opportunity in the restaurant <laughs> yeah. business? Yeah. So you know, he he pretty much said like, "Yo, I could get you. You could start working tomorrow." Type of yeah, thing, right? Yeah. So then I remember I went back home, bro. I, I kid you not. I went back home, and I was like. I, I had a moment where I prayed. I, I was like talking to God and I was like, yo, God, like I already did that. I've came along. I've came this way. I've came so far. And and so I got like, this is this is it. Like I'm you're literally going to let me go back into the restaurant. business. No, no shade. No shade towards the restaurant business. Good. A good place to start off and or continue your career. Yeah. yeah or pursue your whatever career. You whatever you got to do, man. Don't knock the hustle. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Right? So then I remember, I remember I was like, I opened my laptop and I was like, yo, God, like, if, if you don't, if you don't open doors right now, if I don't find something right now, I'm going to take that job. And I don't think that's what you want from me, but I'm going to take it. Nice. And so I said that in that moment, right? And then that's when I like opened up my laptop and I found this website and that's right, like found a job posting for indiana um and which is which that that's a whole nother story yeah that's a whole long 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 story but but but, but, i'll I'll summarize it with this i would have never i would have i would have never thought i was gonna leave la period you know but that experience was was great for me so um but like I think I think everybody's got to know you got to understand like your journey is different from everybody else's. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Correct. So so the work that you're putting in is different. You know, yeah. like like I don't know how your parents are, us, like regarding your music stuff. But I know if if my pops would see me doing what you're doing during the day, he'd probably be like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing with your life? Like, yeah. go find a job and and you know." My dad, for the longest, <laughs> uh, he recently, recently, I was messing with him, and I told him, like, I told him I was messing with him, and I was like, yo, man, like, I should have gone into plumbing, because <laughs> he's a plumber, right? And then he was like, I told you, he's like, I told you, he's like, I tried to teach you all your, like, you know, childhood, and you yeah. didn't want to. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm just playing, dad, yeah, I'm just yeah. playing, Damn. you know, because that, like, I was like, that's not for me, but that's... Yeah. Had I done that, that would have been everything for yeah, pops. And and to me, it, it trips me out. Like the whole story, because you didn't yeah. summarize it. If so, the people that are listening, guys, uh, at the end of this, like, 
literally within that week of of us having that conversation with this man, he he finds that like you said that day you found that posting right, but within that week you got a response. From, yeah, yeah. From oh, the, yes, yes, yes. And yeah, I months later once I was at the in the job. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my boss, and he told me that that week specifically, um, they had already hired somebody. They had yeah. already offered the job to somebody. They had oh, offered it. Shit. They were just waiting for them to sign the pay, the, the contract yeah. and, and take the job. Yeah. And that week that I sent in my resume and I applied what was the week that they backed out. That, yeah. that person backed out and said, nah, I found another job. Yeah. You know, so... And- and I and I bring I bring that up because during that time Larry had to have his moments of patience. Yeah. Because this wasn't the first time we grilled him about it. No. You know, no. but it was it was like the moment that like we went ham. Yeah. But it wasn't the first time, you know? And he had his moments of like sticking to his guns and saying, like, yo, I'm not gonna work. I'm not yep. gonna settle for this type of job. I'm gonna continue, yeah. you know, to wait for an opportunity. And it's a trip to say how to see how like Joel, you you talk about like, and I was working. I just wasn't working a regular job. I was <laughs> I was putting in work he as was. far as gaining my experience. Yeah, and all yeah, that. he was and, definitely and definitely. That, definitely. And that experience pay the bills. Yeah. That resume was <laughs> yeah. was appealing to them because yeah. of that free work that I did for all that yeah. time. So to all you youngsters out there yeah. like listening right now, yo, interning is not a waste of time. Yeah, like, no. That that resume is building up. Yeah, and 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 you know you learn so much from that. You know, like that's why I'm thankful. Like even all the all those moments that we spent there in the circle within RLA, Absolutely. putting in the work, the hours that we put in, yeah. the unseen things yep. that you know only we know about because we were yeah. there. Yep. You know, uh, that shit right there is. I'm always thankful for that. I was able to go through that because I apply it on my day to day life of what I do yeah. now. Right. And I'm I'm still figuring my shit out. Yo. I'm still figuring out if I really want to dive deep into this. Like I, yeah. I've said it before, like I've just realized that I really I really enjoy human interaction. Like yeah. that whole aspect of of working with humans and doing that side of things, I now enjoy. Whereas, you know, talk to me five years ago, I would have never thought that I was going to be interacting with people. You know, yeah. just like let's get let's get to work, let's do construction work, or, or let's do uh you know whatever right. warehouse job I could get or whatever. Which is nothing wrong with that, but I'm yeah. just saying I discovered that. I literally thought that's what I was going to go into. Yep. And then through time, I figured out that I really enjoy human interaction. Uh, so I feel like it ties into the patience thing. Like your yeah. story of that moment, you had your your moments of patience. Joel, you, you had your moments of patience. Yeah. I feel like if there's somebody out there who's listening, you know, especially during these times of like, oh, shit, there's a lot of moving pieces that are going on right now. Yep. A lot of uncertainty. But if you're a patient person, you ride this wave. Right. If yeah. you if you're if you're one of those patient people right now, you know, you're either gonna stick to your guns and, and you know, ride the wave out of whatever's going on yep. right now and wait for that right opportunity, but you're gonna keep going, I feel. Yeah. And you gotta figure out what yeah. that looks like for you. Cause mm-hmm. I I wanted to tie that in yeah. to the first question you had a, a, about hard work. Yeah. Right. Um I wanted to say like what Usuka said was so true, the whole patience thing is so true. Um I also think is I that you got to know yourself. You got to know your strengths. You got to know your weaknesses. Because sometimes that plays a big part in it. For example, with me, I think I'm not like... I feel, I feel like Joe is somebody that um, that's a hard worker yeah. and will work hard day to day, right? Mm-hmm. 
and he I feel like you you're you're someone that that focuses in in on the moment on the day like this is the day this is what I'm gonna do this is what I gotta do now yeah I'm the opposite of that I'm always thinking about the future mm-hmm. I'm always dreaming I'm I'm like I'm I'm a visionary and, and stuff like that so and I've I've been this year I took a lot of like personality tests Dude. which is crazy how helpful those things are mm-hmm. um. And I realized, like, I a lot of the reasons why my pace has been a little slower, mm-hmm. which which kind of it kind of hasn't, but it's at some points it's slowed down, but it's slowed down because I'm working hard on the things that I shouldn't be, and and instead of working hard on the things that like would help me get to where I want to go. Yeah. I'm working hard here because going back to the other thing we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. because I'm saying yes to all these things that I'm being asked to do, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not able to say a a 100% yes to what's going to take me to where I need to be, right? Yep. And so that's something that we got to figure out, that you got to figure out, like, yo, what? Because hard work can be very, like, deceiving because okay. you, you could say... Uh okay, let's say I'm Usika. Let's say Usika. Usika's Usika's trying to make this music thing happen, right? And he's making a lot of things happen right now. Yeah. Shout out to Us. But but let's say Usika, right? He's saying he wants to produce, wants to make this music thing happen, right? Mm-hmm. But Usika's out putting in work for Beast, uh, doing video stuff, and that's right. where you, your time is being consumed by doing that, yeah. right? It's not a bad thing, but you're you're even though you're working hard, your music thing ain't going ain't gonna go anywhere right. because you're working hard on the, In the wrong on the wrong places. Yeah. So sometimes you you gotta pause and you gotta see, okay, where am I at? What am I doing? Yeah. I feel like I'm working hard. I feel like I, I ain't even got time. Like, yeah. but I feel like I'm not going anywhere, even though I'm working this hard. And I think a lot of it, a lot of times it has to do with that. It has to do with you're saying yes to all these other things and you've lost that vision or that like that goal that you had set in, yeah. in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. So so that and then on top of the whole comparisons, like comparing your journey to others, like, you know, we've had different journeys. Like I feel yeah. I feel like, you know, I left to Indiana. I think I left to Indiana before you got this like security job. Yeah. And and I got pretty far in that, but then like, I feel like I feel like correct me if I'm wrong, Beast, mm-hmm. but but Joe like kind of his his climb was pretty quick, like yeah. it felt quick, you yeah, know. Hell yeah, bro. So I think I think we gotta we we can't compare, yeah, you know, and especially with the social media stuff, you know. Yes, you're gonna see somebody showing you like, yo, they you know they just dropped this or they just did this, but you don't know. All the losses and yeah. all the bump, the, you know, the fails and and all the you know things that they had to go through. So and yeah, and, yeah, and like it's not a surprise, like you said, it's not a surprise that this man moved up like that. Because once you get a glimpse of how this man works and operates, how how Joe works, like it's like why wouldn't you put him in in the top position? You you need right. somebody like this to hold down the position, someone that's that committed and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, you know, so. It, it makes sense that, yeah. like, and it makes sense, like, when I think about you, like, 
all of you, all three of you guys that are in this room and in our circle, like yeah, yeah. I would trust anybody who's in our circle to do a great fucking job at anything that they do because of the right. work that you guys put in that nobody sees. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, I want to kind of talk about something, Joel, that you you also take care of. Like, not only are you you know in charge of like these clients and you know making sure they're happy, but also you deal with like with other employees, right? Yeah. You know, what has your experience been like, like to to deal with employees and having to make sure because you are essentially like, I would say people look at you, right, to to get shit done or or to get shit moving. Uh, how how has your experience been with working with you know employees now and stuff like that? Um, and I it, have a follow up question after yeah. that. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's definitely been a challenge, and I think that um, starting early, even as a field supervisor and scheduler, I think those were the times where I just really had got it started to like really dealing with people and dealing with employees. Um, one of the biggest things I learned is that you can't treat everyone the same. Um, everyone's mm -hmm. different, and everyone learns different. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's one of the biggest things I learned that like, even for example, and it's funny, I was just sharing that with one of our new field supervisors, um, is that even when you get to correct somebody, the way I talk to, you know, um, to Larry and the way I deliver those news, I could be probably, you know, I could talk to Larry in, in a little bit tough way and say, Hey, you did this wrong. You need to correct it. Um, but it doesn't, and you know, he's going to take it well, and he's going to yeah. know what I'm talking about and fix it. But yeah. it's not the same way that, for example, Brian or, or Usika is going to learn. Yeah. Um, they're different, and you, you got to learn how to talk to people. And I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Everyone's different. And you have to maybe, you know, even for the same goal, you have to talk to everyone in, from different perspectives yeah. Um, yeah. and take different approach. So um, working with people, that was one of the biggest things I learned. Um, one of the biggest things, and, and I think I'm pretty big on that, even being, a, being a, in the position I'm in now, um, I always want to make sure I'm being fair to people, even if, you know, I like you or I don't like you. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to f be fair to you in, in the way I speak to you. Um, always give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, even now, you know, even even like one thing I do have the authority to fire people. Um, but one of the biggest things I learn is, you know, that I want to make sure that I train you before I get to the point where I want to fire you. Um, because one of the biggest things and I tell this to my field supervisors don't set people up for failure. Like to me in a security job, um, if you tell somebody or if you tell me alone, um, hey, you're going to work overnight and you can sit in your car, that's you setting me up for failure. Because I promise you if, if I sit in my car, I'm going to knock out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's even knowing that, like even knowing where, even knowing people, if you know somebody's doing something wrong, then try to talk to them, try to fix it. Um, and don't just wait for them to mess up before, you know, you can take action on it. Mm -hmm. So um, working with people, one of the biggest things is that like everyone's different. Everyone learns different and you have to learn to treat people different, you know, even from their backgrounds all the way to their learning. Everyone is just so different. And, and you know, sometimes it's crazy. Um, like it was kind of, I know you said this earlier, like common sense is not as common anymore. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's crazy that there is some common things that some people really need the training on like you really got to mm. go take the time to train them uh -huh. on those common sense because they really don't know it uh, and, yes. and you know and it's crazy um but you have to do that and, and for me you know everyone's different and you have to adapt um if you're in a supervisor role my you know my biggest suggestion is learn the people you work with learn you know how they learn and try to adapt to that yeah. for one you know and, and it's crazy what you said larry you know about taking personality tests 
you know, it's not about your way. You're not going to get it your way. You have to adapt to people. You have to adapt yeah. the way they learn and teach them in that way. Yeah. Take the time to, to show people, you know, the training in that way or whatever it is that you're doing with them. Um, talk to them, you know, in a way that they'll understand. And, and as mm -hmm. I said, try to communicate. I think communication is key. Um, and as I said, knowing when people are being set up for failures. Like we have employees who, I tell you, they are great employees. But there's some people that if you put them overnight, they're going to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if, if I know that for a fact, if I know that Usaka, for example, can't work overnight, and I put him in an overnight schedule knowing that he can't work overnight because he'll fall asleep, that's me as a manager setting him up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. Because literally, you're going to fall asleep. You're yeah. going to let me down, and you're going to end up being yeah. fired. So if you're in a management position or if even that's your goal to, to be in a management position, one of the biggest things is said is be kind, learn to work with people and learn people. Don't set them up for failure. Yeah. Yes. Learn what they're capable of doing and, and, you know, adapt to that. Or even if they're not capable of doing it, you know, either train them to be where you want them to be or or just accept it and work around them. Or even if, hey, maybe this position isn't for you, yeah. then, hey, you know, just go ahead and we'll try something different. We'll try a different yeah. approach. Um, but the biggest sure. thing to me is that is the approach and, and taking the time. Um, and to even add on to, to working hard, I know that that was one of the questions, Brian, you asked. Um, I think you just can't, you got to remember where your goal is at and, and where yeah. you want to be. And, and even, you know, even with Larry, now that we think about it, you know, hey, sorry, you know, you knew what you were doing. Don't apologize. You don't got to apologize. Come on yeah, now. But, yeah. but, but I think, you know, even, even sometimes as long as you know that you're working towards your goal, like, yeah. for example, even, you know, one thing that Larry said, it, you know, it's right that I didn't have an experience with internship and having to basically work for free in a job mm -hmm. that I wanted to do. Um, but I'm sure, you know, that that could make you at one point make, make you feel worthless because or, or not worth it. Because yeah, in, yeah. in the sense of like, I'm literally not being paid and I'm wasting yeah. so much time here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then, you know, it goes back to that, like at least gain the experience, yeah. gain where you want to go. It's time invested. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and learn as much as you can. Like for me, one of the biggest things I always wanted to do was being in management. Um, and I tell you as much that, yeah, like I'm working in, in the security business where whatever I learned in the fast food restaurant doesn't apply but whatever yeah. i was able to get out of there even if it was just learning how to talk to people right mm -hmm. hey i came in and applied it to this job yep. um one yeah. of the biggest things that i learned from from somebody is don't wait until you're in the position that you want to be to start acting that yep. way or in the oh. way that you have to yep. that's good do it now like even if you're you want to be a manager and you're at the worker level start acting like a manager now that that's way good. when the time comes in that you're a manager it won't be hard to start acting like it because you've yeah. already been practicing. You've already been, you know, just thinking about it and putting it in place and learning yeah. as much as you can. And and to me, even as I said, whatever position I had, one of the biggest things I always try to get out of it is what can I learn out of this to be where I want to be? Like, you know, in my example, I want to be a business owner. Um, that's and cool. that's my ultimate goal. And, yeah. and, and, you know, even with the job, like, yeah, I'm an account manager you know, it's not nearly close to where I want to be in life, mm -hmm. but I tell you as much that I'm learning out of it. You know, I'm, I'm looking up to my owner and seeing how does he act as an owner to learn out of it. And mm -hmm. even being an account manager, how do I got to treat my clients yeah. by, you know, as I said, to the time where I become an owner, I'll know how to treat clients. Yeah. It won't be a new thing for me because yeah. I took the learning. Um, and I and as I said, appreciate the process that you go yeah. through. Like to me, Absolutely. as I said, I was a security guard at one point. 
And that was a joke to me. And <laughs> um, and it was a joke being in that position. But, but you know, it, it has yeah. helped me. And at the level where I'm at today, it helps me understand the security officer right. perspective. Yeah. It helps me understand the perspective of my employees and how they feel, how they act. And, you know, I'm able to take that approach. Like, you know, even one thing in, in, in our business is like, People get comfortable, you know, it mm -hmm. just security is something that, yeah, you're not dealing with something dangerous every it's day. It's easy to get comfortable. Correct. Yeah. Because then, you know, you come in and, and majority of the times when you're new, you come in and, and you're hot and go, you know, you're doing your patrols, you're, <laughs> you're visible, you're I'm doing shit, everything bro. you need to. Yeah. Top but, flight, you know, top flight. Correct. <laughs> but but you know it takes about two weeks for you to realize nothing has happened in two weeks then you, <laughs> then you start relaxing then uh -huh. you know you start spending on your phone and it and i always say you know it takes one incident to take you out of place yep. and and to knock you out um and, and you know and even that's one of the things that if i didn't go through that process i wouldn't know how to train my employees mm -hmm. and what's one of the biggest things you know that i train people on now even with my employees i always say hey stay ready you know because it's gonna take one incident to take you out of place yeah and and yeah. stay ready and, and as i said appreciate that applies to life yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like appreciate the process that you go through even if, even as now you're nowhere close to where you want to be appreciate it look at you know i always try to look at the positive of it yeah. and see what you can learn out of it because yeah. by the time you you get to where you want to be you know you're, you'll know how to treat people you'll know how to act you know That's when good. you're training others um, and you'll appreciate the process more than anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, even going back to, you know, even Larry, I'm sure that you go back to those internship moments now and, and say, you know, they paid off. Even I'm sure there were times where you yeah. felt like, you know, this wasn't worth it. I'm wasting my time doing yeah. this for free. Yeah. Um, but hey, if it wasn't because of that, because of the time you invested, you, you would have not gone into Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, and gotten where you where you are yeah. today. And, and as I said, same goes for me, honestly. If one of the biggest lessons I learned in my position, if I didn't lose an account as an as a worker, I would have I would have not known how to take care of them now as a manager. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because yeah, for me, you know, I don't deal with the accounts. I don't honestly, I don't have to care for them. Yeah. Um. If the guards are acting like crap, then hey, go at it. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I don't get paid out of those accounts anymore. I got I got a different paycheck. Yeah. Um. But it wouldn't take it would it would have not taken me to where I'm at today, where I'm able to learn how to take care of those clients, take yeah. care of, of my other employees to to take care of those who want to come into work and say, hey, we got to get rid of the bad apples and, and you know, take care of the good yeah. ones. And, and it's the same more importantly, take care of our clients and see the bigger picture yeah. instead of just moving on. So as you said to me, yeah, going, going back to that question, I know I got out of um, place a little bit, but um, going back to that question is more of that, of just learning how to work with others and, and, and it's good. <laughs> I have a I have a specific question ahead, about your job. So you've been in this for you said five years, right? Yeah, close to now, five years. Now, to you that might not seem like a long time, but to me that's a long time. Yeah. Five years is enough to where you've gotten, and obviously you're in a higher position. Yeah, you're at the highest because you're the fucking yeah. king of the mountain. Yeah, you're the king <laughs> of the castle, right? And so, so you have experience with managing people, right? Now, I'm sure. And I know this for a fact that the security guards at your specific company are top notch. Mm -hmm. But sure, <laughs> that's what I want to get to. But are there some new hires that you get that you you get you get them for like five minutes, and you can already tell 
this person's not gonna last. Yes. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Break that down for me. How, how how do you how do you spot that? How do you spot that? What do you, what what are the things that like? What are the red flags that set you off that are like, oh, this guy's done? The way they act in orientation. Because here's mm. the way I look at it. And as I said, I go back to putting myself in that position. Uh-huh. And and if you're a good employee out there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. When when you start a new company, your first like plan is to always make the good impression right you want you know even from orientate from the moment you're being interviewed you want to make a good impression yeah you want to get that job so you you know you show up in in suits or whatever so to me it starts there if somebody shows up and you know they show care they giving you undivided attention um during the orientation it tells me that that's the kind of work they're going to put in because it shows that they care for the job that they're getting mm-hmm. now if they show up and believe me it has happened to us they show up with like literally. I had people show up with shorts for an interview. Yo, um, that was a beast. <laughs> yeah, that was a beast for one of those. Yeah. My Office Depot uh, <laughs> interview. You showed up in shorts? No, no. I sure I showed up in a t-shirt, like a plain t-shirt. Oh my gosh! Hey, that's more common now. To and I be, got the job. It's crazy. It is more common to a point where I had to adapt no to that. Because I mean, I remember when I showed up. Mm-hmm. For my, I showed up with like a full on suit and everything. I was ready to. I've, nev- up I've in never lip. showed up to an interview dressed up. I have. Are you like, serious? Like I've, I've never showed up like with shorts, but I've never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because the resume speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, they still say yeah. dress for the job that you want to get. Or yeah, something like that. that is true. But, and uh, most of my jobs don't require suits. So. That is true. But anyway, go, yeah, so going back to so, um, scouting people out. Yeah, so I, I look at it at that um, in the aspect of the way you act. Like, for example, we have certain rules around even our office. Mm-hmm. And this is probably back before COVID because now we don't allow people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we have signs, for example, when you get in our lobby, it says there now to use your phone. Mm-hmm. So And it's very, like very clear that yeah. you shouldn't be using your phone yeah, yeah. so you know you could tell those people that respect that rule and those people that don't mm. so to me i use that like if you're able to respect our office just within your onboarding then you're someone who's gonna work out and uh-huh. and then usually because it shows because they said like in security it takes about i don't know about two weeks but it takes you know like for the first couple of days for you to realize like hey this job nothing's gonna happen and then people start relaxing, and that's uh-huh. when they start slacking off. Mm. Um, but to me, everyone starts off good. Everyone starts off, you know, doing their job correctly, yeah, and that's yeah. when they start dropping the ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and to me, if you start dropping the ball from like first stand from your first day, then yeah. I feel like you're not gonna work out. Um, have, but it, have, have you got? Sorry to cut you off. Have you gotten employees that started off good and then just stayed good like forever, yeah. or does everybody like? No, no. Um, there's people that stay good, and and as I said, if even if you're aiming to management, you gotta give people the bigger picture. Uh, um, and one thing that I try to do if I'm dealing with the onboarding, I try to motivate people. Like one of the biggest things about our company is that we like to promote within, and I'm an example of that. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the biggest things that we like to promote within, so if like a supervisor position opens up, before we put it up and add or um, to you know to hire for it. We look at our own employees and oh, say, dope. yeah, and say, you know, who's good enough to be promoted yeah. or not good enough, but who's doing a good job to, to, you know, to want this job and all that stuff. So um, I try to motivate people with that. Cause I mean, as I said, I mean, I, I know that, well, at least to me, security ain't nothing. And, yeah. and I feel like it's going nowhere. Um, but then, you know, as I said, to me, it's like even looking at the bigger picture. And to me, I try to motivate people with that. Um, just even letting them know, Hey, you know, you could move up in the company, 
Um, so there's people that keep that. And, and as I said, it's about your mentality. Like, and even, you know, just going out, just going about life, you know, in, in general, don't, you know, just start acting for the job you want now. Like start doing it now, regardless of your yeah. title. Don't wait until you get there, because once you get there, you want to be able to know how to react to that. You want to be able to know how to be a manager if that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have those people, you know, it's all about drive where you want to be that. Like, even if you're at the lower level, if you want to be, you know, in the in the manager position, you act like a manager as an employee. And, you know, that's going to lead you to to where you're at. Like, as I said, to me, I didn't have the experience yeah. um, for the job I had, but I knew I didn't want to be a security guard for the rest of my life. Um, I knew I knew I always wanted to be in management. And as I said, in the fast food, I learned that. Um, and, and, you know, coming into security, I acted that way. I yeah. acted like I wanted to be a manager. And, and, you know, I want to say it's what took me there. As I said, I don't have no titles or I don't have the experience to say, you know, I'm an account manager because I have that experience in the past. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was always having that motivation, having that attitude, uh, more importantly, to always want to be that person. And, and, you know, when you start acting that way, yeah. you know, your manager starts seeing it in you. And, and I feel like, you know, that's that's where you move up. As I said to me, that was the biggest thing. As I said, I have nothing special in me or I didn't pay extra um, yeah. for the titles <laughs> I have. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was I was always willing to learn. And, and you know, I always give the respect to my job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, people people see that in you. And as a manager, um as I said, when it comes to us looking at employees to promote, that's what we're looking for. Like, yeah. I tell you as much as I don't care if you've been with us for a year or three months. I don't care. Or if you have the experience or if it's your first time taking on the job. None of that matters. What matters is your attitude um, towards it. You know, and if you come in as an employee and you show care, then we know I could trust you with more responsibilities. Because that's what it comes down to when moving up. It's not about... A title, forget the title, but it's about people giving you more responsibilities, yep. uh-huh. about you learning how to deal with that. And, and to me, is that if you have that attitude, then people are going to be able to trust you with that. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's trust again. You know, yeah. it goes back to people being able to trust you to do yeah. the job. You know, it's it's taking a risk. You take yeah. the risk yeah. with how, any employee. Speaking, um, speaking of responsibility, how long have you been do- in this top position? Like, how long have you been in the top position now? I want to say that I've been doing it over a year, probably a year and a half a or, and or a half. so. Yeah, yeah. So that I've, I've been doing it. How have how have you adapted to the responsibility of that? Because I know it's it's pretty big. Like, because a year and a half ago, like if this wasn't you, and and even then, like think about it, like the position right under the position that you're at is still a big position. So, cause yeah. I remember when you were there, when you were like yeah. right, right behind it, you know, right yeah. under that. And then I was like, yo, this man is already, yeah. so you have experience with really heavy responsibility yeah. and, and my, at a very young age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the people that I know that were your age were not doing what you were doing or, or did not have that type of responsibility yeah. at yeah. such a young age. That's that type of responsibility to a lot of people doesn't come till like they're in their thirties, their forties, yep. you know? Yeah. But you have it, right? You've had it for a very long t- You've had it for enough time to, like, see it. And how, how has that either changed you, the, the responsibility, and how do you deal with having that much responsibility? How do you cope with it? How, what? Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't tough, as I said, and even going back to, you know, our late days, um, there are a lot of hangouts that, you know, I wanted to go to that I just couldn't because I had to work the next day. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of it, as I said, is just always keeping in mind where, where you want to be. And I could tell you as much that from the moment I became, I want to say, a field supervisor a couple of years back, 
I knew that my ultimate goal in the company was to become the account manager, to become the biggest title. Mm. Um, and I always kept that in mind. And, and, you know, that's what I put in the work for. Um, and I always knew that, you know, that's what I was putting in the work for. So, mm. um, so, you know, it was always something I always took it back to that. So um, it, it was a learning process. And, and even sometimes, and, and even to motivate people out there, sometimes you don't get the title when you think you're going to get it. Because mm, yeah. um, I went through that. You know, I, at one point I was, as I said, I went from a field supervisor to a scheduler. And from a scheduler, they moved me up to just being in charge of our patrol account. So it's not even fully, completely an account manager. You're just mm. kind of like half account manager. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I was only in charge of patrol. And then at one point, we lost the account manager at the time. And I really thought I was it. But, you know, to realize I wasn't ready yet. Oh, wow. And literally, it was the craziest thing because I went through the experience of the owner hiring someone new and the craziest part for me is that i was training that person what to be to be an account manager wow. and, it, and it was crazy because i'm like literally i'm training somebody to do the job i, I should want. be you yes yeah. so asshole. um but then as i said you know it goes back to that being patient you know yeah. as you guys mentioned and being able to accept it hey i wasn't ready back then yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I had to see someone else and honestly, I'm sorry to say this, but I had to see someone else fail in order to even realize stuff that needed, I needed to do before I made it there. Mm. And, and one of the biggest things I learned, you know, is losing pride and always being able to being willing to learn. Yeah. Um, cause even the new account manager, you know, he didn't like the fact that I was younger than him. Um, and the fact that I was training him on something that he knew and I didn't, you know, I didn't have the title for Yo, it. What, what is it about people like older people that that just hate taking orders from younger people? Like, it's crazy. It's funny how they get so like bent out of shape over that shit. Like, well, you're yeah. I, I'm old enough to be your dad. You shouldn't Dude. be bossing me around and yeah, shit. Yeah. I I'm experiencing that a little bit to a little bit no way. right now. Yeah. But I'm yeah, but. To me, I, I I've always I'm trying to give respect to to the person no matter what, especially because you are older. I'm always gonna give you respect no matter what. Like fuck that. Nah, I give him that respect and and I I, I kind of like build this relationship based upon respect so that they know I'm really not someone that thinks I need to flex on somebody. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't need like what Joel's saying takes a lot of you know. You have to be humble for that because then yeah. he could have been like, what the fuck, like. He could have gone, stormed into his his uh, boss's office and been like, right. yo, you think about what you're doing. You're having me train somebody to do the job like that, that you I'm could just give for. me to do and I yeah. could do it. You yeah. know, yeah. he could have gone that route yep. and probably explode and let his emotions come to it. But there's a bit of, you know, just being humble, being patient and knowing that your time is coming, that that hard work is doing, that it, it's it's on its way, that that hard work is going to pay off. Yeah. So, um. So with me, I, I try to just be uh, as I don't feel like I need to flex on anybody. Yeah, I would, like yeah. I let my work and my yeah. what I do show it. Like because yep. at the end of the day, you're gonna know what I do. Like yep. it's just a matter of time until you see it happen. Like I don't I don't like to flex on anybody, especially yeah. when they are already older and they've been in the company for a very long time. I try to show them as much as respect. That way we have a respectful relationship as we go along instead of this like cockfight of oh well he knows more now yeah, i know yeah, more yeah. and i feel like yeah. i need it's like a, a show. pissing contest yeah like there's yeah. no there's no need for that so fuck old people no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, but no, joe I'm, uh, I'm fucking around I, I do have a question for you are you were you scared at one point because i know when i first got into like a, a higher level position i was like i knew that i needed to do i knew that i should have done it i knew that i was gonna do it 
I knew yeah. that I could do the job, right? But then when I got it, I was like, oh shit, it's not now it's time to show up. Yeah. Like cuz you could you could say you you need all these things, but until you're there, then then you start feeling the whole weight of things. Yeah. And and then you start feeling the weight of that responsibility. So was it like that for you or no? No, it was. And I mean, and honestly, you know, it wasn't perfect for me. I went through my failures. Um, as I said, one of the biggest things I learned, you know, is always beating the client to the punch. And that was a lesson yeah. that I almost got every day of like, hey, beat the client to the punch. If you made a mistake, call him ahead and, and own up to it. And and now I do that. You know, if I made a mistake and even just recently I did, <laughs> um, I, I made a pretty big mistake, you know, and I called the client and I had to own up to it. And um and, and as I said, I went through that. You know, I went yeah. I went through the hard process of of even you know I I gone as far as dealing with that even even that example or or that lesson itself of beat the client to the punch I went to it because I experienced the opposite already yeah I experienced of of me avoiding to make the call to the client yeah. and saying you know hey they're not gonna notice it and believe me I got the call and they weren't happy oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I yeah I went through that um and and you know and it it was scary. But I think the biggest things, you know, and even if you're stepping into a new position, the biggest thing is always be willing to learn. Mm -hmm. Learn from someone, you know, that has the experience. And, and it's not and when you look up to someone, you know, don't, it's not like you're just fully locked on them and whatever they do is the steps you're following. Everyone has, you know, no one's perfect. They have their bad and good. Pick up yeah. on their good habits. And as I said, you know, that's one thing I always learn um, from people above me. You know, they made their mistakes. Um and you know they weren't good at some things. They were they were better at others. And I always try to pick up the good out of it. And you know and see how can I apply that. And even when I get to that position, you know how can because you know it's even crazy the comment you made because when I was training that account manager, he didn't like it because he said he was older than me. And it's crazy the day he got fired or the day he quit actually because he couldn't handle it. Damn. Um, it was over. It was over an issue that happened at one of our accounts. And I was giving him advice just based on on my years of experience on how the owner dealt dealt with things. Yeah. And I remember that the craziest things he said to me that day because he gave me a directive and I basically told him like, "Hey, you know what? I don't think the owner would want to go and do this. Um, I think we should call the owner." And one of the things he paused and he said this in front of everybody to me. He said, "Hey, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Why don't you just listen to what I'm saying and do what I'm asking wow. you to do?" Um, wow. And it's something that did put me down the at the, on that, man, at the moment. But, um, but as I said, you know, I, I, you know, I humbly went ahead and you know, I, I just did what what he asked yeah. me to do. And obviously, you know, I, I fired back um, on him. But, yeah. but hey, you know, it's something that as I said, um, you know, if, as I said, I always try to look at the positive and the negative, um, and even out of that. Well, you could say embarrassing because I mean he said it in front of the entire office. Yeah, you know, embarrassed. He, kinda, he made he made a scene. Yeah, he made a scene, so he put me down. But one of the biggest things you know that I learned out of it is not to be that person, mm -hmm. to always have the mind to be willing to learn. Yeah. Um, and you know, taking on that new job of as an account manager because from there I did get promoted. Shout out to him for what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but. <laughs> He he was your Joe and Beast. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, um, yeah, yeah. but one of the <laughs> there was a delay there. Delay. <laughs> this man is on old computer, <laughs> dog. It took him a while to get that information. But um, beep, but beep, one of the biggest computer. things I learned, you know, g jumping into that, um, you know, it was that um to say, you know, always be willing to learn. And as I said, I go back to that. You know, if I go back to my experience. Like, yeah, maybe I was upset at the owner and saying, why didn't you give me the job? When, yeah. when as I said, I was training the guy to do the job I wanted. Right. And um, 
but but then you know it's something like hey if i would have not gone through that experience itself of, of being told that of like hey, i've been doing this young old um longer than you've been alive mm-hmm. then i don't think i would have been always had that mind to be ready to learn and you know i probably would have made mistakes that would have gotten me yeah. stuck yeah. in life yeah. um and as i said it's something you gotta be willing to do and, and as i said you know I, I i you have your mentors and and like I always said, you know, not one person is going to be the perfect one. You, you learn from everybody, you yeah. have people yeah. in your circle, your yep. bosses, you know, you got to pick up the good in them and apply it in your life. Um, and that's one thing I learned about the owner. You know, as I said, that always stuck to me. He always said, beat the client to the punch. Um, and as I said, you know, it took a couple of trials. I did, you know, like a couple of clients get upset and they did flip on me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'll tell you that, you know, even through that experience, I, I started applying the opposite, you know, of what I was told. Um, and it's something that paid back. And up until this day, you know, as I said, we, you know, we have made mistakes and nobody's perfect. But, you know, that's what kept our relationship going along. Right. Um, it's just being able to own up to your mistakes, being able to be in a person of your word. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just sticking to that. And if you make a mistake, don't have an excuse. Like I gave to, just own up to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> own up to that. Shit. Yeah. Just own up yeah. to it. No excuses. Even if you got to call them and say, Hey, um, you know, I really dropped the ball. I didn't invest yeah. the, the time I needed in your account. Um, or, you know, to be able to complete the job the way you asked me to, even if that's your call, Hey, own up to it. Don't make any excuses. Just own up to it. Um, and, you know, it's going to pay back. But, yeah, it, w- it was definitely scary jumping into this. Yeah. Um, and as I said, you know, it took a couple of fails, but you got to be willing to get up. You got to be willing to, as I said, if you're going to, if you fail, even if, even if, you know, you got to go through the time of like, hey, I'm going to sit out today and cry it out. Yeah, yeah, Cry yeah. it out today, but make sure that you're going to get up tomorrow and, and you know, push forward yeah. and, and keep pushing for your dream. And, and even, you know, to... Even one of her friends, I know if you guys saw this post on Instagram, shout out to this person. But even they just posted um, um, about, you know, something that they succeeded on in their career. And I know that they posted, you know, a vulnerable moment that they posted a moment that where they saw failure, uh-huh. where they saw their dreams come down. And one of the biggest things that I loved about it is that this person, you know, just kept their hope up. Um, that even if they saw failure, you know, they took the time to go through that pain. And as I said, yeah. they i'm sure they cried it out yeah but you know at one point they said enough is enough and once again you know they, they put the stop to it they got up again tried it again and, and, I, and as i said i you know as of yesterday you know they succeeded which shout out to that's them dope. um whoever they, whoever they are whoever yeah. that is. <laughs> that's um, dope. you know they they did that's great dope. and i know they're out there you know succeeding and it's about that like to me it's that and you know that's yeah. what's life yeah learn out of whatever situation whether good or bad um and you know if you gotta cry it out cry it out but make sure that one day you're gonna get up and yeah. you know keep pushing forward and it's good that's that's the dope thing about all of this is that like everything that we've experienced whether it's good or bad it's all temporary and yeah. so like the obviously the good we would we wish that the good was like forever but yeah. it's not it's not a forever feeling the the negative the bad is not a forever feeling right. so some people right now they might find themselves in the good right and well, I'm not trying to like be a Debbie Donner, but just remember that like everything, you know, nothing lasts. So at some point, your good is gonna shift a little bit. Yeah. You know, and at the but it's the same thing for people that are going through those dry spells that are going through negative times. Yeah. Hey, it's not gonna be like that for the rest of your life. Yeah. You're gonna have your moments where things pick back up. So I thought that was dope. One of the things that I forgot I, you were talking about, like when uh, the Workers come in, and then I want to I want to end off with this, and then we can do final thoughts. 
um, is that you have employees that you came in that that came in and you could tell that like they just wanted to be like they came in good and then they stayed at that level. Yeah. I had a coach back in high school who like I and I was on a soccer team. So he would he told us Don Rigo. No, nah. <laughs> dumbass. This is back in Marshall. This is back in Marshall. And so he told me, like, look, I don't care. Like, if you if you are a fucking if you're going to be on this team, if you're going to be on my team. I want you to be the best player you can be. And I know it sounds cheesy, mm. but then he compared it to like, even if you're not on this fucking team, if you go out and you're going to be a fucking if you're going to be picking up uh, recycling bottles, be the best person. Mm. at recycling bottles if you're gonna go out and sell flowers on the street be the best person at doing that and i feel like some of the employees that come through your doors are destined to be where where you are right now yeah and they're gonna they're gonna fall through that journey because you you might you probably are the best person at that company for that job yeah and so there are some people that are going to be, you know, I, how, depending on however long you stay there, they might be going through that Joel journey yeah. where shit might get rough for them. Mm. And then it's going to turn around. And then if they stay consistent, if they keep working hard, they're going to be the best person at that job. And it might, yeah. it might not even be at your company. It might be somewhere else. Yeah. But they might go through that journey and at they might get com- to that point. At your company. At your, no. <laughs> and you know, you know who else uh, said that? Uh, the dude from Patron. The the actual owner, I don't know. I think he is. was. I, I forgot his like name. I read it. Yeah, uh, he um, he was working as a. I think it was just him and his son. Uh-huh. Um, I, I forgot. I forgot the whole story. But I, his wife wasn't in the picture no more. It was just him, him and his son. He was an immigrant, and then he was just cleaning. I guess. Oh, I think I I've seen that. Yeah. yeah so he was I've like he that. was uh he was cleaning this office, and then mm-hmm. the guy was completely surprised. Uh, how good the office was clean and he was saying like that's something that he adapted from from back then when he was just doing shit like that now he's fucking you know he owns patron or whatever but back then when he was doing his janitor work he was doing it to be the best of of his ability to give the best of himself into whatever job you can and if you could do that uh you're gonna keep applying that whatever you no matter how big you get because you've learned how to apply it to the little things in life yeah right so no matter how 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 much you climb the corporate ladder or however many businesses you continue to have in your life or start and whatnot or expand, uh, you're going to always remember those little things like giving the best version of yourself to whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Larry, final thoughts, my friend? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. playing. No, I, I think what you're saying is 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 so key. And I, I feel like we we have we all have something that um, that we've stuck with that we that we learned from a earlier age or a few years back from somebody and that stuck with you, mm-hmm. right? Like one of the things that I recently learned uh, to to add on to what you were saying, Us, is about reproducing yourself, like like in nice. the importance of that, right? So. You know, because we could fall into, like, for example, you, you're you're at that highest spot. And so anybody in that spot could, like, hold on to that, like, on some extra level stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And say, yo, I, like, you know, this is my job. And 
and that could cause you to even push people down, mm, right? Yeah, to true. avoid these people to like, you know, take that job from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I think that you you reproducing yourself and giving and building people up to one day take your job is already putting you in a place where like you're you're setting yourself up to be able to move up, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Definitely. So and and I've heard different examples like, you know, like uh being with open open hands, right? Instead of like with closed hands like when you receive something, right? Mm. N- not closing your hands and and holding on to that, but keeping your hands open and when it's time for somebody to take that from your hands, you know, you you could decide to hold that and not let anybody take that from you. Mm-hmm. But then if you do that, you're not letting that other thing that that you know is coming your way. Ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because your hands are full. Because your hands are full, and you're holding wow. on to that. You know, you're probably holding on to that little. I don't know. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But if you keep your hands open. And you give that to, and you let somebody else take that from your hands. Somebody else may come with something bigger, and and put that in your hands. So staying with your hands open, in that, I feel like you you, you know, the sky's the limit. That's dope, dog. That's dope. Nice. Well, Joel, my friend, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you for finishing our uh, our our exclusive drink that we have here at the Nectar <laughs> Podcast Studios. Thank you. I didn't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were running kind of low. We next time you come, we bro. I was watching this man like just be like, all right, hold I didn't on. get him. I didn't even get an ice. Swear. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we fucked up. We didn't, we didn't get this man uh, any eyes. Well, I'm for, sweating by the way for his water. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, his water. yeah. I feel like. Uh, for for everybody that listened and, and enjoyed this episode, you know, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this dude is is an amazing person. Oh, I feel like we could, yeah, we could have him back for so many different topics, and Absolutely. and he'll go in um, on every one of them. Uh, we didn't really give so much backstory on who this man is and where he comes sure. from and what you know his his journey to all that. Yeah. Uh, but just know he's you know he's an amazing man that's seen things and is now like you know in a way better place and that's just how life is yeah. you know just yeah. keep going with what you're yeah. doing keep pushing um and and stick at it keep yeah. keep yeah. being you man yeah so once again joel thank you very much and uh my name is usika this is your boy beast larry alexander for joel, joel. joel? yeah next up podcast thanks for listening see you next time peace peace